All right, everybody, welcome to episode 50 of the Third Banner Pod. I wish that we were, um, I, I just, <laughs> I wish we were in better spirits to be able to celebrate being number 50. Uh, Ross and I, you know, we, we talked a long time about uh, trying to come up with some ideas for 50, but just with everything going on, it's just, it, it's it's too somber to really get uh, motivated to celebrate. I mean, uh, appreciate everybody that has supported us over the over the several months now. Hell yeah! Appreciate everybody and, and glad you guys have, have been along for all these episodes and everything, and you guys have helped spread the word. And hopefully, we'll be having some better days ahead. But uh, before we get too too started up here, um, I, I just got one thing to say real quick. Well, Ross does actually. I don't want you for Louisville basketball ball. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I man, I hate it. I hate it so bad. Uh, you know, everybody has been with us since day one knows where my brain was at, where a lot of us were. Um, wanted this to really work out. Uh, it's it's you know, it's it's basically a failure to launch. Uh, if anything. It never, it never got going. So um, there's, there's, you know, this is, it, it is what it is. Uh, I hate it. Uh, I wanted uh, Kenny to be able to have this uh, success and have the, have the, uh, the praise that Jeff Brom has gotten with the football team. Uh, you know, same story, but it's just not it, man. And uh, nobody's bigger than the program. We'll love Kenny forever for what he's done for Louisville. And, uh, but it's it's time man it's it's time to step aside man and i and i hate it for you and i hate it for all of us but it's time you gotta you gotta go man connor what were your thoughts about last night i i don't know what to say well <laughs> um i'll tell you speechless speechless yeah um you know, I mean, you start off the day with all this Quran stuff, and it made it so, I mean, I, it's hard to watch the games anymore anyway, but it made it so the game was almost irrelevant and took a backstage to another, you know, awful situation that was, you know, where we're getting drugged through the national media as some type of basic clown show because we, we, we lied about a guy entering the portal because we thought we were doing him a favor. Um, right. And, you know, and, and then you watch the game and it was the, the, the usual, but uh, that, that, that was kind of the icing on top of the, the burnt cake the game was. So, you know, not, not a fun, not a fun day yesterday. And, Luckily, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but we got some some big football news coming up this weekend. So that that uh, yeah. moved a little bit. Not even this weekend. We got big football news about 20 minutes before this started. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ashton coming back. Yeah, that Heck is yeah, crazy. buddy. And, you know, just I know you touched on the Koran the stuff, uh, Pat, and I just I have loaded up here just the kind of the, the sequencing of events. First of all, we had the statement released by the university where they said the University of Louisville Junior Guard, uh, Coron Davis has informed the program that he intends to transfer. We wish him support and well in the future. <laughs> and then just a little bit later, uh, Coron goes on Twitter and puts out, and I apologize, this is a little small. It's my first time using the, the, the embed feature here. I'll make sure that that's bigger next time. Uh, but it says, I didn't express to anyone at uh, University of Louisville that I wanted to transfer, never asked to transfer. I enjoy being a Cardinal. And the fact that uh, an official statement was released giving false information is disheartening and sad, and that, which forced and prompted UofL to follow up with a statement from the program. Prior to the program issuing a statement this afternoon, Louisville guard Coron Davis was informed that he had been dismissed from the men's basketball team. Davis has expressed that he intends to continue his college basketball career and would pursue opportunities at another institution. We wish him nothing but the best. <laughs> I mean, so, what a, what a clown show. Like how yeah. does this even happen? Like it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, one of those, one of those is clearly a lie, right? I mean, are we playing two truths and a lie here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, one of those. I mean, it just doesn't. Not, I mean, somebody's lying. One of those is a lie. You know, I, I just the the complete mishandling of the entire Quran situation. I mean, it's been talked about already, but we've been talking about it since it became an issue where everybody was like, "What's going on with Quran?" All you had to day, all you had to do was two things. You had to just leave an uh, an indefinite timeline, and you had to give a very vague reason. If you do those two things, this goes away. So you just say he's suspended indefinitely for violating team rules. That's it. That's all he needed. And the press could have they could have pressed you for it, and you could have just still said he's suspended indefinitely for violating team rules. The end. Like he's and you still have the story about he's still with the team, blah, 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 until you're ready to say he's not with the team anymore. But saying he's not in trouble. I love the kid, blah, 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 blah. Not ever, not ever addressing the, the rumors. None of that complete mishandling. Like if yeah. you don't address those rumors, the silence speaks more than actually saying something and lying about it. I mean, so here we are now that we've are in a situation where Quran, you know, it definitely looks like I, you know, we'll, we can talk about it. Uh, I think I know Pat does, but definitely looks like he's got some representation the way everything went down yesterday. So we just look like our, our basketball program looks like you said, Ash, a clown show. It's a clown show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, but by not doing what you said, Ross and addressing this when it like it like any other coach would address it saying hey yeah. you know Quran's violated some team rules we're, we're hoping that he does the things he needs to do to get back in good standing with the team when you don't do that you set it up perfectly for Quran to do what he did yesterday mm -hmm. to make you and the university look like an ass the bad I mean, guy that that's what he did. He set it up perfectly. He knew he knew what was going to happen. 
He uh-huh. puts his grades out there. Boom, my grades are good. So they're not kicking me off the team for my grades. Hey, I'm happy to watch the girls and my teammates play today. So glad to be here. You know, he knew what they were going to do. And, and because we couldn't address it like any other university would have addressed this, we played right into his hands of making us look like ass. That's, yeah. that's what happened. And, 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 you know, like, you know, some things you don't really have to. The, the, the profession of college coaching has been around for a very long time, right? Like. Um, there are some things that change by the way you approach them uh, due to the the climate and the environment of the college game. Uh, you know, it's never stagnant. It's always changing. But some things you just do not need to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. And like there, there's a reason why coaches always handle this particular situation the way that they handle it, because it's the easiest and, 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 and best way to carry on without all the drama. And it just feels like we tried to invent the reinvent the wheel and how we approach this. And it just totally, I mean, just a God, it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. When you got to think that like, if a guy like Kenny Klein was still the mm-hmm. for men's basketball, that a situation like this would have never occurred. I just can't imagine Kenny uh, putting out a statement like this without double checking that it's, uh, that the player is on board. It's just, it, it's just a zoo over there right now. I mean, what the hell is going on to where yep. the, nobody seemed to have checked with him to make sure that he was understanding what was going on because like they just assumed that he was going to go along with this. And, and, and Connor, you know that there's pr- procedures and, and ways that, you know, a transfer even takes place and, and there's things that have to happen in the, certain steps. So. The portal's not even open. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just odd. It was very bizarre, and I just can't believe that they did that. I mean, it's just very frustrating to me. Uh, and then in the post game, when the the press is asking Kenny very direct questions on the day that all this media snafu happens, and then he starts saying that he doesn't want to dwell on it and that kind of thing, it's like they're not asking you to dwell on something that happened a long time ago. Like if this was something that happened a month ago, you could say that you you know everybody's dwelling on it, but it happened today. And it's direct questions from the media about something that happened today. So like avoiding the question saying that you didn't want to dwell on it to me was inappropriate. Yeah. Um, I don't have much more to say, but it it would just like we've, we've said three times now, it's, it's a clown show. It's, it's a, it's, it's like PR one Oh one, how this should have been handled. Like, not, not very. It's not a very confusing situation, and we just, yeah, took every wrong turn that we possibly could with this. Uh, mostly, well, I, I mean, and, and honestly, that I won't say that. I mean, that wasn't true for that wasn't true for Chris Mack in every situation, but there were clearly some mishandlings in the way that he did things as well. I mean, you know, we you, you can always go back and find things that were handled the wrong way because hindsight's 2020 right but i mean like we just didn't have stupid shit like this happen under rick not like this you know what i mean i mean this is i i know everybody's i know that's a polarizing topic and you know we got dragged through the coals for a lot of that and we've come to show that 
a lot of that was embellished and made up and but we just have not been the same since Rick was let go and we're just we're just paying for it we're just like stuck somewhere between hell and purgatory of this uh, our basketball program and it just until we make the right hire it's not going to change I we're going to keep it th th there there is no there is no it can't people keep saying it can't get any worse until you get the right hire it's going to keep getting worse because you're going to keep getting things that we're not used to seeing. So it's going to seem like the worst thing. Like it's just going to keep happening. So we got to make, we got to, this next hire is so huge. It's so huge. Well, it just segues from the Quran thing into you were, you guys started on the Kenny Payne stuff. I mean, you can see the graphics right here on the screen, eight and 34 now overall, uh, Oh, and 19 away from home, 22 losses by double digits. I mean, it's beginning to get absurd. Two and yeah. nineteen in the ACC. I mean, you can't win ten percent of your games in the league. Like, <laughs> sorry, Connor, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I mean, I'm sure you saw what Rothstein said last night. He said that we, you lose an exhibition and you lose two bye games, which I argue is three bye games. Let's. I would assume that DePaul was somewhat of a bye game at one point. So, uh. 100, yeah. So I'd say three buy games. He said, I can't use – I'm paraphrasing here, but he said uh, something about, like, you know how he says when everybody loses their buy games, epitome of brutality. He said this isn't the, this isn't the epitome of brutality anymore. This is the gates of hell of brutality. It's – it's something, man, because it's I. It's hard to tell where the hell we're at. Like, are we actually in hell? Are we just stuck in just mediocrity and purgatory? You know what I mean? That's it's. I swear, it's like we go, we dip our feet into hell, and then it just moves us back into purgatory again. Like it just, we just don't matter at all. You know, it's like there's a lot of us. We we, we all love. We, 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 we're just so irrelevant on a national scale. It's like, yeah, like not a lot of us really feel like watching anybody else play basketball. And, and for most of us in here, that's never been the case. Uh, you know, that has never been the case because you always, you always wanted to see where you measured up, where your program was, you know, and, and you're always looking like, man, how do we match up with these people? Like what, what could we, what could we do against this team? You know, it was just, I just don't even care. Like, I really don't even care. And, uh, you know, it's Ethan, you know, Ethan Moore over at Little Sports Live, you know, he's he's on record. He's he's saying he's not going to watch the UofL UK game. Well, he doesn't uh, do that normally, even if we aren't eight and, or four and 28 or whatever. He'll say it, but he usually watches, I think. Like, he he's not going to watch that game this year. Honestly, I don't think I really want to watch it because I, I just – what is what is the point? Like, there is no point in watching that game. There's none. I mean, There's look zero at the point. We've lost to in the last year and two months. I yeah. mean, Lenore yeah. Ryan, Bellarmine, Appalachian State, Lipscomb, Kentucky exactly. Wesleyan, Chattanooga, DePaul, Arkansas State. I mean, this is unfathomable at the University of Louisville to have a list of losses in 14 months that looks like that. But somehow yeah, I mean, you, we beat Western Kentucky. <laughs> you you could show this list 
before Kenny Payne was hired. And I'd say in my lifetime, there's no way that we've lost all these teams. I mean, yeah. even Denny's last season wasn't this bad. Not, dude, not even close. No matter, you know, statistics don't always tell a, a story, but, like, you can go look at the statistics of that, and it's just – it's not even close. Like, the, the worst Denny Crum teams, the worst Rick Pitino teams would have absolutely blown the doors off this team. They would have beat them by 30-plus. Easy. You went to the NIT. Easy. With, yeah. Uh, was it David? We, yeah, we – uh, yeah, we lost to Mississippi State, but I didn't, I didn't know if you were talking about the NIT team like Rick's first year uh, or second year when we lost oh, to Temple. They, they no, I was talking about that one, the one that David took. That team would yeah. beat, our, beat this team by 25. And that team Dude, not that, that, it's not even – I guarantee you that war team would beat this team by 40. Like I don't, I don't even say that half-heartedly because that team actually had shooters. You had Wara, you had McMahon, you had uh, who else was running point on that team? You had uh, I'm trying to remember, I'm drawing a blank right now. But Hicks. I mean that that wasn't Tony Hicks, was it? He may have been on that team, but I don't think he was the main guy. But that team had shooters, and this team doesn't defend the three-point line. They don't. They had guys. That, that, I mean, hell, we don't play defense at all. We don't play defense. <laughs> I don't know what we do on defense. We don't do anything. Uh, I mean, there's nothing we do right. I mean, no. the lane was open all night last night. Yeah, and I and I, and I, and I, and I want to hit on that too. You know what was very frustrating about that? Like, I, I had a I had a volleyball game with work last night, right? So when we get inside, um, we were kind of watching beforehand. Well, we got to see a lot of the end of the first half, um, and then we we get done with our game, and then we get inside, and there's probably like eight minutes left in the game, right? And as it started, you know, we got to the back, that under four timeout. And it was already happening before then, but like it was just a complete, just absolute quitting. And then on top of that, what's even more frustrating and more damning is that you watched Arkansas State and they were literally trying to yam on us, like drive down the lane and dunk the ball. They were trying to punk us so hard and they knew it like they knew they were better. Like they, 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 they felt empowered to do anything that they felt that they could do. Well, and that is just, that's, that is not acceptable. You cannot have Arkansas state coming in here and punking you on your own floor, especially totally. what you can watch us, but like you can see our players. We're more talented, but we're not the better team. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. And the that, they basically was... led from start to finish the whole game. Yeah. And the score wasn't wasn't indicative of how bad it was. No, nah, we got drummed last night. We had five assists on the game, and three of those were by Tyler. I mean, come on. That, that game was bogus. Um, Want to go ahead and bring on uh, Kyle. He was able to make it. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to be on tonight, but he's able to join us here for a minute. So let's bring Kyle back on and, and get his thoughts on what's going on. What's up, hello, fellas? Hello. What up? Y'all look good, Ross. I can't see your beautiful eyes. Well, you know, listen, he, he, Ash said, Ash said, you know, uh, it's very somber. I mean, I say the future's so bright. I got to wear shades. I mean, like, I, I mean, 
I, I listen, I'm not I'm not excited that this is this is going to transpire the way it's gonna. Okay. No. I wanted I wanted this to work out so bad. I started off the show like that, but it is to me. This is this is there's uh, there's energy because you can see what's going to happen. This isn't this isn't going to last. And you know, I don't know if we have that Goodman tweet um, that we can put on the screen, um, but apparently Josh Hurd met with players today um, and was having conversations with them. To me, uh, the time that this tweet was released by Goodman, that is not. A coincidence. Uh, I was telling people at work today that we should see. I thought we would start to see things slowly start coming out and disseminating into the the the, the public sphere um, tonight and early tomorrow morning, and sometime you know later in the early morning, getting closer to you know afternoon time. I think that you'll start. We're all going to start to catch wind that. There's something moving. There's something like really, really in the work, something happening. And then, you know, you'll have your afternoon radio that comes on and uh, you'll get announcement of, you know, something around like five, six o'clock uh, that there's going to be an announcement. And I just think that's the way it's going to transpire tomorrow. I could be wrong, but um, I, I don't think it's a coincidence because this is this is how things move. I mean, you slowly start disseminating stuff out. It turns into an avalanche within 12 to 18 hours. I mean, it's, it's just the way it goes. Like, I don't think this is a coincidence that Goodman's tweeting out what he, what he is. Well, Jody didn't totally refute it though, either, but he did say he only met with one player, not multiple players. Well, and the other thing too, is that you look Jody, Rick Bozich, different people are deleting tweets, you know, that had their thoughts on record. Like to me, that's another thing. Like, if you thought pain was staying, you wouldn't delete that stuff. You wouldn't delete that stuff. So it's just another little thing, another sign, another tea leaf to watch that, you know, I think things are probably moving. I, you know, I know, I know herd's been catching some kind of criticism and whatnot. I think a lot of that has probably been a little overplayed. Um, I think he's just a guy that does things maybe a little bit different than we're used to. We, we we're used to dealing with in Jurich and, you know, 20 plus years, but um, it, it just, I think things are moving and I think we're going to see this thing kind of, you will start, we'll start to see the beginning of the end tomorrow. That's, that's my opinion. Okay. Well, I'm going to say the beginning of the end really started, it really started going into motion today. I don't think Goodman's rumor, like, or not rumor, but tweet that that's true. I mean, he did meet with at least one player, uh, I was told it was more than one. I don't really care. Uh, either way, I know he has put the wheels in motion for this thing. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I put a tweet on my own personal thing. I mean, it was kind of like light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think there is an exact timeline. Right. Exact timeline. And what mm -hmm. I'm saying is there are things being ironed out. I think certain people are being stubborn right now. And because mm -hmm. of that, it's holding things up, which – it's no surprise to me if you've seen anything during this tenure, it digging your heels in and not moving fast is, is just the premise of this entire tenure. So why am I not surprised that this is taking longer now? Yeah. You have to figure out who's your interim coach going to be. I'll be honest. I've heard it's going to be Nolan Smith. I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that from two different people that I trust both of them. I had heard, 
uh, that originally the plan was hopefully that we could roll this out tomorrow. And I know there was at least one national person that had an article ready to roll and they were going to push it out today. They were wanting to push it out. They were chomping at the bit to push it out today. And they said they're going to push it off and it may come out tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that this is taking longer than expected. I think some of that is due to negotiations. I think you're going to have to figure out how to get that $8 million is my guess. My guess is he wouldn't, if you came up to him and offered him $7,999,000. He ain't going to take it. 99 cents. He's not going to take it because he's going to want nope. that extra penny. So mm-hmm. there you go. I don't think I don't think that he's going to play ball. I hope I'm wrong, but I do know there was a thought that hey, this is going to roll, and then now all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe not quite as fast as we thought. So my thing is, this has to get done before Pepperdine. You cannot go in there on Sunday with a coach that you've now got a national guy that's tweeted that you've been meet that the AD has been meeting with players about the situation. You can't do it. It was already bad enough. The but it would be it would be par for the course for Louisville basketball to roll him out there after all of this. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't either. I mean, things have been so damn disorganized so far that I, anything's fair game at this point. I do think though that whether it's tomorrow or Saturday, you cannot go into that game Sunday with Kenny Payne as the head coach of Louisville basketball. I've heard a couple of people say, well, I've, I'm in here Monday. Well, maybe you have. That would – I just can't fathom it. I cannot – sometimes it's not even about – like my information, here's where it stops. I knew they were meeting with players today. I knew there was a national guy chomping at the bit to put the story out there that Kenny Payne has been let go at the University of Louisville and he pushed it off to tomorrow. That's where my information ends. But I cannot imagine now that a Goodman tweets out there as well, which kind of lines up with a lot of stuff I was hearing. Is yep. and I mean you can look at my Twitter timeline if you think like, oh, he's just piggybacking off of Jeff Goodman. I am not. Um, Jeff Goodman's tweet came out, but it now that things are rolling like this, if you bring him out there Sunday, like I don't have to have information to say he won't coach Sunday. It's common sense that it does nobody any good. The players know now. I mean, if you met, whether he met with one, two, three, 11, 12, 15 players, it doesn't matter. They all know. They all know what's going on. Once you meet with one of them, they all know. And so you cannot bring that basketball team out there on the court with a, with a sitting, with a, with a head coach who's like on, you know, dead man walking. Now it's one thing if you were going to keep him the entire season and reevaluate it, and it was most likely that he was going to be gone no matter what. We all know that. But if you bring him in there knowing that his firing is imminent, you can't do it. So it's got to happen before Sunday, or it's an absolute fail by this university. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a disservice to the the kids on the team and the fans at this point. If you, if you let them go out there under Kenny Payne, uh, for another home game where, you know, now you've got all this in the media, the national media and everything. And, and, you know, the crowd, I'm sure that's going to be there is not going to be very receptive. You're, you're just doing a disservice to the, the kids and the fans by putting Kenny Payne on the bench for another game with all this stuff out there. And also we talk about, you know, 
and we don't know that this is true. We're making some assumptions, but if Kenny Payne is holding this up because he wants the full $8 million, more power to him, but you're doing a disservice to yourself by doing that. Because if you can come to terms here, you you can help control the narrative. You can mm-hmm. save face with a fan base that loved you as a player. Um, and, and you can save some face for your, your next job too. You know, they're talk, taking an extra, I mean, let's say we're offering them 6 million, taking an extra, fighting over an extra $2 million so that you can get every penny is just short-sighted in my opinion. It, it's not gonna, you're going to lose stuff in the, in the long haul. Um, that's somebody, my mentioned, somebody mentioned Zam Payne earlier, and I actually had a thought earlier when when uh, I saw the 247 report that he met with one player, and I was like, What if the first thought was, What maybe it's Karan Davis with all the drama going that on? That would be there. funnier. It's very possible. <laughs> the funniest one would be, What if it was Sam Payne? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I just think this gets done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Here, here's here's a thought. Uh, does Zan Payne go in the portal if he's a walk on? Because if he's a if he's a walk on, he can go in the portal. I'm sure he does. I mean, I can go. He can go in the portal the day that Kenny gets fired. Since he if he's a walk on. I mean that's that's an interesting thing to think about. But I could care less. No no offense but, to Zane, man. If he if he wants to stay, good for him. If he wants to go in the portal. That, that would just be awkward. Um, oh, this yeah. school just fired my coach or fired my dad, who also just happens to be my coach. Am I going to stay here? I'm. I'm well, sure. It, he, uh, I, I'm sure he'll end up going in the portal if his dad's fired, and and hopefully he finds a team that'll take him on, and he can, you know, have another year playing, and hopefully get some playing time at a smaller school. You know. Well, and then. I, if it's done Sunday, is there any chance that Cal opens up a job for Kenny to be on the sidelines on Thursday? Does he have a spot, though? I mean, even I don't think that's going to happen. But hypothetically, does he even have a position open? Because you'd have he, to have the – and I don't can make know. one. He's got an Ten. NIL guy uh, that left, mm. so he's got an NIL position that Kenny Yeah. No. Surely Cal, not. I mean – Cal, Cal, listen, Cal is the complete opposite of Kenny when it comes to PR. He knows how to – handle stuff that he knows that doing that would be a bad PR move. He's I would not. say this too. actually, I, I think, I think it would be pain doing that. It'll be a big stab in the back to us to just turn around and go there the very next game and play against us. Cause they are going to beat us probably. Yeah. But you know, I think like, that's that that salt on the wound. I Cal's think Cal knows. Cal knows that that would make UK fans. Cal does. But I'm saying hopefully surely coach but, coach Payne isn't that petty. Yeah. I wouldn't think he is. Well, and Cal, okay, when I say Cal are, Cal is, knows, you know, he, he's a PR genius. He's not going to, if he cares about Kenny Payne, he's not going to do something no. like that to Kenny, man. He's, I don't think Coach Payne would go that. that that'd be a, that'd be like, that would be where, like, look, I feel bad for Coach Payne, to be honest. I feel bad. I have I, I said from the beginning, I, yeah, I was skeptical of this hire the entire time, even beforehand, but I also think it was a disservice to Kenny Payne to ever even, you know, put him out there as a lead candidate for this job, much less hire him. And that's no disrespect. We obviously see what played out after the fact. 
I mean, his connections were all Nike. He was a Calipari disciple. He had no experience at Louisville as a coach and hadn't been around the program in a significant way because he had been at UK and Oregon. So, yeah, I know he played here, but is that was that alone a reason why he should be considered? So you have all these red flags and things, and I feel like he was set up for failure. He was he not he had to take over a situation that requires somebody who can quickly rebuild a quick rebuilder that requires experience. You don't just come in and rebuild a program quickly with talented players without head coaching experience. You just don't do it. Uh, I mean, I guess you could throw a Jerome Tang out there, but I'm talking about an hour situation. We had a lot more hurdles to overcome. We needed an experienced guy to come in here and maybe take some lumps for a year or two, but who knew how to get a, a roster together, who had some familiarity with NIL in the portal. Uh, Coach Payne was in the NBA when that came out. So you look at all these things, and I guess what I'm saying is I feel bad in a way because people say, well, then he shouldn't have taken the job. I've heard that mm-hmm. argument. Okay, come to me as a – hey, Callie, I'll talk to you. My baby child is going to interrupt me. Okay, you can see I just lift her up. Yeah, I was going to say, bring her on. Come to me and as a former player who's an assistant coach and give me a head coaching job in my alma mater who's a top 10 program of all time and give me several millions of dollars extra, and I'm going to tell you no because I don't want to take that chance? Hell no. I'm going to say yes every day. So the problem for me is he just wasn't in a position to take that head coaching job. And we should have, I feel like we failed him by bringing him here. That doesn't excuse what's happened in a lot of ways since he's been here, but it should have never gotten to this point. I want to, I want to hit on, I want to hit on Trent's point right there. That's exactly where I'm at. There have been rumors and, and we may never know the extent of how true those were, but I think some of us have some pretty uh, good connections and sources that Kenny, after he got the job, accepted the job, he went back up to New York and we immediately started hearing hearing, uh, that he was having second thoughts about that job. And there were some of his friends that were asking him, hey, step down because this is not a good situation for you. Uh, This is not a good situation for the program. And I think Kenny felt such an obligation to some of his other friends that were pushing very, very hard. Uh, Us here locally know who that is. It was particularly two people. Um, One of them out West. And and no, I'm not saying one of them does or does not do radio. I, 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 Oh, I that's wasn't not, even talking about anybody, anybody that's here locally knows who it is. They were very, very vocal about it, have been vocal before in the past in other coaching searches about how it needed to be somebody like this. Um, I, I know that when in the summertime, right, uh, I, I, I shared my story and my experience of visiting the facilities, um, getting to meet the players, getting to meet Coach Payne, talk to him. Uh, you know, ask him questions. Uh, again, I, I, I'm going to like remember that for the rest of my life. But one thing, I don't think I ever shared this. One thing that really stood out and w- something that Kenny wanted to drive across to me and the other 20 people that were there was that the program was on life support and almost dead when it came to former alumni support. Um, To me, I think that the former Crumb players and some way more guilty than others 
uh, guilted Kenny into taking this job. And they saw a way that they could get their foot back in the door a little bit to have a little bit of say so, a little bit of political power and a little bit of, um, you know, uh, benefits uh, being reattached to the program. And I think they use Kenny, honestly. I mean, Kenny's a grown man, but people get I don't want to say he was manipulated, but I, I, I think his friends to what Trent is saying set him up for failure. I don't think we set him up for failure. I think his close friends set him up for failure and they failed him miserably so they could have their own selfish means. That is my opinion. I agree. But ultimately the university has to hire him. I think the thing is it was a perfect storm of people within the university. You have interims all over the map and leadership positions. Board of trustees has a more significant role when that happens because they can't just lean on a permanent AD, like in the TJ day, the Tom George days, it was, hey, who do you want? Okay, good. Bring them on. That was it. Done. Now it's like you've got all these other people, all these hands in the pot, and mm -hmm. they're all pushing for him, pushing for him. So, But the university ultimately has to hire, you know, so they, they get some responsibility. Obviously, I mean, it's not that I don't say, you know, the, the coach took the job knowing what was here. That's another thing. He told everybody it wouldn't be a big deal to recruit here. He did say that before he was hired. I understand the situation they're in. It's fine. Then you saw the press conference. It's fine. All of a sudden, once he gets here and starts getting going, it's not fine anymore. It's like, well, the time to realize that was well before you decided to take the position. So I can't give you that. But I can understand, like I said, where a man would – want to be a head coach at his alma mater. And, you know, there was a lot of historical significance in his hiring as well, which was great. It was a great thing, you know. But, unfortunately, I just don't think he ever had the tools that we needed at the time. If there was ever a time for him to be the head coach, it wasn't when we're at our lowest and we need extra coaching. We need more experience when that happens. And that's exactly where I'm getting to with this next hire here is – we can't mess this one up because we're in an even worse situation. Like, I thought we were in a bad situation when we brought the guy on. We're in a worse situation now. So now this hire is even more crucial than it was when we hired Coach Payne. So, you know, that gets where, you know, there's not a there's not a single candidate that we realistically have a shot with right now that every single fan member of the fan base is going to agree on. So it's yeah. going to be – Josh Hurd's going to have to figure it out. He's got to do his homework, which I assume he's done. And we've got to really figure out who we have a real shot with, and then he's got to take the best person he feels fits us, and he's got to go full bore at the end, the best person that we can realistically get. You know, and, I mean, you know the names that have been out there the most. Shock, uh, not Shaka. Shaka's been out there. I think he's going to be a tough pull for Marquette. Uh, Mick Cronin's a name out there, but the buyout is a huge hurdle. And if we're talking about can we pay Coach Payne $8 million, well, then, well, I don't know how we're going to pay Mick Cronin $16 million. I do think Mick Cronin's interested in coming here. I think he was interested during Kenny Payne's hiring. He, he waited to sign his extension until after we made a decision, and that wasn't by coincidence. He said, I'm not doing it yet. And then when we hired Kenny Payne, he went ahead and went with that extension, which is where this huge buyout came from.
There's a lot of misunderstandings too about the number. The number of, of Mick Cronin's buyout as of April the 1st of next year, it is 16 million. It's not 20 million. It's not 24 million. The contract is written in a way that can make people think it's 20 to 24 million. It is not. It is 16 million, but that is still a ton of money. Uh, the other names you hear, you know. <laughs> uh, um, so the, the, other, the other names you hear, you know, you hear about Dusty May in the background. I think he is a guy that's on their list, but I don't think he's towards the top of their list right now. Obviously, oh, not. Think, obviously these things can change. You know, what if, what if Dusty May makes another Final Four? I'm guessing that some people's perception will change. I'll, I'll kind of wonder if it wasn't just because he had the same exact team he brought back. But my bigger issue with him is that IU's around the corner and he's an IU guy through and through, and their coach is in his upper 60s. So uh-huh. you tell me what he's probably going to do. And he uh, sucks too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, and he I think he's going to keep his job up there until he retires because he's at least getting them to the tournament. But I don't think he's yeah. a home run either. So, you know, you've got guys out there. Me, personally, if you are if you combine all of them. Now, people throw out Eric Musselman, I think, which I know Ross thinks we can get Eric Musselman. I question why Eric Musselman would ever leave his NIL situation down there. He can get any player he wants with the amount of money they have for NIL. It, 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 we have because a good Arkansas is not Louisville. That's why. Arkansas is not Louisville. You're right. They have better NIL. You, yeah, we don't have Walmart that's backing our NIL. JB Hunt, Walmart, uh, Tyson. Chico, I mean, we, Tyson. I mean, you, yeah, you know. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But what you're looking at in that situation is that Musselman's going, Arkansas has a really good, rich basketball tradition with Nolan Richardson in the past. We all know about the 60 minutes of hell, we all know about all that, right? But Arkansas is not Louisville. Louisville is unquestionably a top 10 college basketball program of, of all time. Arkansas is probably somewhere in top 15. It, in order for Musselman to take that Arkansas and elevate it into that top 10, he's going to have to be there for at least another decade. He's going to have to win multiple championships to turn them into a recent blue blood. That is going to have to happen. So it's a lot easier to do what you want to do and and make that Hall of Fame run that guys like him just absolutely dream of at a program that has the name and the brand recognition already. Yeah, the brand is hurting right now. Louisville is hurting right now. But you get somebody in here immediately that will exploit the portal you will see Louisville funds come flooding in because they will put all their chips in for that guy. And we will get the players that we need and you will win at a high level because you'll start winning. And then we have the facilities. Like it all plays into itself. It's not, it's not hard to see. I'm a huge must fan. He's, he's, I think he'd be a perfect fit. He's, he's awesome. It's not like I'm a huge must fan. I'm a huge Eric Musselman fan. I'm a huge Strong Tang fan, but he only has been coaching for a year and a half. So it's a little risky, but so he's not quite as high. I've got like Cronin up there. I've got uh, Musselman, but I don't think the reason I don't think we can get Musselman Ross is because I hear all your points about it would be easier for him if he came to a school with the resources at their disposal once he gets here. I guess my counter argument is he already was a spy 
them not being quite as high historically as us on a tradition scale. He has all those tools at his disposal right now. He can literally get anybody he wants if it's if it comes down to money. There's no, I don't think there's a program in the country. I'll be honest, that puts money towards basketball that would compete with Arkansas right now, and, nil wise. And here's the thing: yeah, I understand he's not making quite as much, and I understand his buyout's very low. I think yep. he's going to use that, and I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's going to use Louisville to change that i think uh, i mean he, he absolutely he absolutely pearl. could do that he I absolutely could do that pearl thing all over again i hope i'm wrong though man like ross I mean, he'll be the first one i'll give props to if we somehow land eric musselman i haven't included him on my list just because i don't think it's it's realistic but i hope i'm wrong that's well, it, i mean it becomes the question look we're it we're we're in a matter of like you said this is the arguably the most important basketball hire of UofL history, right? Maybe, maybe even, maybe, maybe even in the athletic department sports history, because we are a basketball school. Um, so we are desperate to make the right hire. I could see people. Hey, Muscleman is a guy that's buyout is not that high. So you can afford to reach out there and give him a high number per year contract, okay? And yes, Arkansas could match it, but it's a matter of will they match it? I, I think I'm not. I think I'm not. Would. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not convinced that they would. I mean, I'm talking. Would they match five point five six million dollars? Because I think we'll spend that if it means getting muscle men, getting the right hire to change what I was saying earlier to get us out of hell in purgatory. And stop all the bad juju. You know the guy can run a program. You know he's going to go out and get players. He he exploits the hell out of the, uh, the portal. Like, everything will turn around for L overnight. So, L is a program and the brand and everything that it is ready to go to make, sh make a ton of money, okay? It is ready to make a ton of money. So, you get the right guy in there, everything's going to bounce back in an immediate hurry. In immediate hurry because the the money is going to be there. So, is Arkansas going to match that offer per year? That's the question. I'm not convinced Brandon, they will. With you. I don't. I don't think he's going to leave Marquette, Brandon. I think he likes it there, but I would love that as well. Pat Connor, what do y'all think about Muss or whoever else? So I want Eric Musselman, and I I said that last year, but I'm trying to figure out Scott Drew's buyout. Yeah, he's another one on my list, and, too. And because Baylor's a private school, that's not publicly available. Yep. I think, and this is from State of Louisville, so I don't know if this is 100% true or not. I don't know if they got the buyout contract or whatever, but they said it's $3.3 million annual salary. I mean, and he signed an eight-year deal. I mean – I didn't mean to hit that button. I don't know off rip what it is, but I would say that it's any, it can't be more than Mick Cronin's. When, when did he sign that eight year extension? How many years ago? I don't know. See, that would be the question because that's going to probably determine how much money up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that, but I'm, I'm with you, Connor. Like if I had my druthers, like, Muscleman, a Scott Drew, like those those guys like that are up in my 
upper echelon. And I think they're reachable, man, because Scott Drew is from close in this area, in this tri-state area. Um, in, his he's dad, from in, uh, Indiana, right? I'm afraid he yeah, his, 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 dad, his dad was uh, the longtime Valparaiso coach. Um, you know, so, I mean, he's – this is his this is his breadbasket around this way. And then – and he. Uh, this is my thought on Musselman. Just think about Eric Musselman beating Kentucky and taking his shirt off, running around the Yum Center after beating Kentucky. You would be thinking about another old man with the shirt off, Connor. Okay. There you go. Yeah. What, would you call us old hags? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, all right. So I want to, you know, you look at the, and I kind of hit on this with Kyle when we had our emergency pod the other night but you look at the landscape of the college coaching right now and i'm not sure there's a home run hire available out there like a knock it out of the park you know he's gonna come here and kill it realistically um, yeah so you know i i think this is where herd is gonna have to really put on his boots go to work do his research, you know, really get into the interview process of these guys because you've got to, like we said, you've got to make sure the fit is right and you've got to make sure you mm-hmm. get somebody who's going to be here and who you're not going to have to get rid of in a few years. Um, and are there coaches out there that I think can do it? Yeah, I think Shaka, I think Musselman, I think, Maybe Tang, I think Drew, I think Cronin, you know, th- those type of guys can come here and, and win. But you, once you get that list of people, <laughs> once you get that list of people interested, you've got to do that research to make sure you get the right guy. Um, it can't just be like it's been the past two times where it's all Chris Mack, all Kenny Payne, man, you, you've got you've got to have a couple people that you're more than a couple people that you're really looking at. Yeah, yeah, I and, and I I will say too, like it, none of us know the complete financial situation. I I, I do uh, give a lot of credit to uh, Prez and Jacob over there at State of Louisville. Um, I do think that the numbers that they were tweeting out earlier, as far as payouts and everything, are probably pretty credible. Um, but we still don't have. None of us here in this pod have the complete understanding of all the numbers. And honestly, Pat, if there was anybody I wish did, it would be you in this pod because that's what you do every day. So, um, (laughs) you know, I, I, I wish I wish that we could know that. But to me. Even more than Musselman, a Scott Drew would be the absolute home run hire. Even more than Mick, and I love Mick Cronin uh, at this point. I mean, I'm going to be honest, but his buyout is pretty hefty. And, I, you know, you got somebody like Scott Drew. He's got a national championship under his belt. When he took, under, when he took over Baylor, he rebuilt that program. That program was in disarray. And he's built them into a winner. And he's done it through multiple trial and errors. And, um, you know, I think he's I, he would be just an absolute home run hire, in my opinion. He I think he's probably number one on my list. Scott Drew swear. So, I, you know, who, I who knows what's going to happen? Go, I'm afraid he'll go to UK. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I think Chris Beer will go to UK before. Scott oh, Drew. I could see that one. 
And I could see Holt and I could see Holtman up at Ohio State going to UK too. No way they'll hire him. I hate they UK. Won't. I would love it. But I hate UK as much as anybody. I just don't think they're that crazy. Yeah. Like now no, Holt I would think... love to be at UK. That's that that is true. He's from Jasmine yeah. County. He would love to be at UK. Yeah. I mean, listen, Scott Drew's a guy you you get to say no. But Scott yes. Drew's been at Baylor for a long time. There's been big jobs that have opened up, and Scott mm-hmm. Drew's name has never come up for those jobs. So that gives me the sign that he is Baylor 100%. Maybe. I also don't know about his buyout. Like, I think they're private schools. So I think you can, I don't they, think they oh, have, they 100%. They're a Baptist school. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they have to have, I don't think that information is publicly accessible. So who knows? Yeah, he can have like an 80, that hundred thousand million dollar buyout. And, we could have Elon Musk as a donor, and he uh, might not be able to. I may him. be able to ask somebody. Hold on, it may. I may not have the answer during the pod, but I may be able to get the answer tonight. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, um, why do we have? Why do you have people in the chat talking about John Wooden going back and forth about John Wooden and John Wooden's dead? <laughs> I think if somebody said uh, Brad Stevens is available, which no, he's not. Hey, I heard uh, Billy Donovan might be available at the end uh, of the year. <laughs> so and that's another guys. Billy Donovan's not coming here. No, he's a Rick. No, Pitino. I know Mick Cronin coached under Rick Patino and respects Rick Patino, but like Billy Donovan's like a son to Rick Patino. And th- that's not going to happen. Even if, like, I don't think Billy Donovan has any desire to come to college, period. But if you think he's coming here, I think there was a time where that thought made a lot of sense when Rick Pitino was still the coach. And if, if Billy Donovan decided he didn't want to do the NBA anymore and wanted to come back to college, I think him taking over for Rick Pitino made some sense. But that is so far gone that it's just not even worth talking about. Yeah, and it's not. And, you know, I got some friends that are big on that Billy Donovan train. And I'm like, look at how much – college athletics has changed since yeah, Billy Donovan's been NIL? out of the game. Does he, he know the transfer portal? Come on, man. Right. Does, does he know? Like, yeah, I mean, he's not a stupid guy. I'm sure he could find his footing pretty quick. But, I mean, guys being out of the college game and losing some of those recruiting circles because everybody's like, well, he still knows everybody. And I'm like, yeah, but those people that he knew that were in influential positions before aren't in those positions anymore because – Basketball at that level is always changing. You're always looking at guys trying to come up through the through oh, the system, yeah. you know, at the grassroots. So, like, there's a bunch of new players that are running all the big-time grassroots programs now that were not there before, and Billy Donovan doesn't have more than likely any relationship with them at all. Like, you're looking at a guy that's going to have to come in and do everything from scratch. Like, those yeah. things that he had before and those accomplishments – they speak some volumes, but they're not – he's going to have to work to build up those relationships again. Yeah, I mean, Billy Donovan is the the John Gruden from 20 yes. years ago. Or Bill Parcells. Program. Or Bill I mean, Parcells. Taylor, yeah. that would be me. And, yes, unfortunately, I know all about Ben McCollum. Not that he's not a bad coach, but I know what you're talking about. We're not going to talk about that post. You know, you know who he has about. Ben McCollum. <laughs> There's like nobody else that can be the head coach here except Ben McCollum, according to one guy, and it drives me crazy. And that Ben McCollum uh, message had to make me hop on because, like, every time I see that, I just shake my head. Like, there is no 
way we are risk we are going to totally risk our entire future on the next hire that we make and there is zero percent chance that you can do so on a guy as inexperienced at a come on i i hope that that taylor was not really one of the people that have been behind that i and think that he was just joking kidding. He's joking. I think he's on. I think he's on a Louisville Rivals website. I hope so because I can't. I cannot get behind that. Like my, my username every time on I see that post banner. online on the message boards, I'm just like, this is this is. You cannot go there. You can't entertain that. You can't. And normally, I'm one that's okay with considering assistant coaches, but not with what where we're at. We have to go after a coach with experience and success in the postseason. At the D1 level. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yes. I and thought Ben McCollum could, could end up one day becoming a beast in, in D1. And, and maybe even then you can argue, like I told you guys, but that's just not a chance you can take right now. That's, I, I, there's a lot of pressure. This is I've called this the most crucial hire in the history of Louisville sports. And I don't say that dramatically or without thinking a lot about past hires. It's just where we're at, the basketball program is on life support. It's dying. Right now we're a national joke, and it's going to take a hire that can come in here, turn this thing around fast. So I wanted to kind of transition into a guy that we kind of danced around some. I see a lot of his stuff on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people mention him, but not I haven't heard too much. I know the downside to Jerome Tang is that he's only been doing it a year and a half now. So I get that. I get the risk there. But I can tell you one thing about Jerome Tang I wouldn't have to worry about. It's recruiting the portal. And I understand Muss is killing it in the portal, but he's also killing it in the portal with all that, all the resources in the world in Arkansas. This guy's doing it at Kansas State, which I don't know what their NIL department looks like. I can't imagine it's better than ours, and I can't imagine it's better than Arkansas. So he's doing something there. He's cooking something. He's got guys that really want to play for him. He's got a lot of charisma, man, and he I, does. I, 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 he's not at the very top of my list yet, but I, let me tell you something. If he makes a Sweet 16 or better, especially considering a starter on his team got got like kicked out of dismissed school. from the team by the president, not him. The president came in and dismissed one of his best players, and he's had a guard who – is one of the top three or four players on a team who's been injured all year. And I think he's sitting at nine and two right now. Don't quote me there, but yeah, I think yeah. eight, and two. eight and two. So they're eight and two right now. And let's say he makes a sweet 16 or better after making an elite eight his first season. Where, where, where are we ranking him on the list? Cause he doesn't have a huge buyout, 6 million. That's not a lot for the average coach right now. What, and he's what? a guy who can hit, kill the portal. I, yeah. I got yeah, a guy. I mean, you that, did, uh, you get Tang and you, you get uh, Ben McCollum as our uh, Ralph Willard on the bench there. Come on. <laughs> there, there's a good duo right there, man. What, what I mean, honestly, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Connor. Go ahead. Go ahead. What about, what about a guy that has his team ranked number 18 in the country that's a off-the-wall candidate that will be shown on uh, 247 in the next, uh, I'd say, two and a half, three weeks? This is Connor's favorite thing to do: this, get people this, to guess on. Uh, this is we Mark, don't know. Mark Pope has his boys eighteen. Oh man, I was no, looking at him earlier. Guy. No, no. Hey, no, it's it, Ross. What are we gonna say about Tang? 
Let's take the let's take the tang right now. So I I will hit on the Pope thing because you know we had a poster earlier today from uh, social media that was talking about. What if I told you there was this person that is just over 40 years old? They've got the same record as, uh, you know, uh, Mick Cronin, uh, okay. Muscleman, and somebody else. But they, uh, what, there was something else, some other caveat in there. And I spent some time today trying to go through possibilities to make that thing work. And honestly, I couldn't find one. But what was close was Mark Pope. But he's not just over 40. I don't know how rich of a basketball family he comes from, but Mark Pope's almost 50 years old. Um, the other one was uh, Colorado State head coach uh, Medved. I would take um, Colorado State's head coach. They got some dudes over there. <laughs> Hey guys, by the way, anybody in the chat want to talk about Jerome Tang and their thoughts? Because we're clearly not going to do it on the third banner pod. No, we're going to, no, we're going to talk about Tang. I'm just saying, I do not want, listen, I, I, I watched Mark Pope at, on the 98 UK team. I mean, I watched him. He was good. Or maybe it was the 96, 97 team. I, I can't remember, but he was a good player. But I don't want a UK dude heading our U of L basketball program because you best believe he still has all those connections. And I don't want that stuff. It would be counterintuitive to him to uh to to leak stuff out that was bad, but it just I don't I don't want any of that happening here again. We've already seen what happens when you get UK people on the board of trustees and you get UK yes men as the president. So I don't want none of that. That being said, switching to Jerome Tang, I would like Jerome Tang. Um, he's not anywhere close to my first choice. He's not. Um, he's probably in that 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 two B. Uh, you know, if I if I got one A, I got two B. Like he's probably in that next tier coaches, just because he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the years. Uh, but you're absolutely right. He gets dues to play for him. And they play hard, and they play an exciting brand of basketball. Um, so I think that he would be able to attract a lot of players to come here and come play with him. Uh, you would want to be able to have the money set aside for him, a, a big pool for him to hire really, really good assistants, mm -hmm. really good assistants that have put together the real best assistant staff in the country. Okay. You would have to have that for him. And, um, you know, so we could, I could definitely fall in line with Jerome Tang, but I would, I would, I would put the caveat on it as that as long as we swung for the fences first and missed, and yeah. then I would be okay with that. I don't want him to be choice A, 1A. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I, and I agree with that too. Like, if, like, if he's, three or four that's fine but i we we bitched about kenny not having head coaching experience but him and jerome tang have the same amount of head coaching experience yeah, yeah but, 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 but one winning and one is way better than the other one and he recruits way better come on man <laughs> yeah and, I, and i will say and i will say too i will say too that the big 12 was arguably one of the best basketball conferences last year and has been performing very very well so for him to do what he did he 
you know, I can't remember where they finished in the regular season, but he was able to parlay that those 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 learning experiences and those games, and he used it to catapult them into the into the tourney. And uh, you know, it's it, that that means a lot. So that's something that we don't have in a coach right now. Yeah, I mean, you've got. Uh... You know, if I'm looking at the, the the pluses and the minuses on Tang, I mean, the pluses are, you know, Portal, as we've talked about, he can recruit that. He's shown that over the past two years, which we're in the Portal age. Um, the swagger is, is what you need here at the University of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when UK didn't have those dudes? Yeah, exactly. Members. We we need that guy that with that with that killer instinct. I mean, he worked under a guy we talked Thanks, about James. earlier, and Scott Drew for a good long while. Uh, so you know he he's learned from a guy that we really want, and uh, is one of the best coaches in America. I, I think those are your your three big positives. The negatives are are like we've said. He's been a head coach for two years. Um, you know, it is – he's got that swagger, but coaching at Kansas State is different than coaching at Louisville. But that's going to be – any coach other than a Mick Cronin is going to be taking that step up to the to the limelight. So, um, to be no, fair, I think, I think Pate was dead in the dead in the ground when he got there. Yeah. So that is yeah, one I mean, way he, to look at it. And he immediately – I guess the question we won't ever get answered, Pat, and then I'll let you – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I really didn't. Oh, Just good. real quick, the question that we'll never have answered is can he sustain a program because we don't have – the timeline just doesn't add up. So that's a yeah. risk you'd have to take. Right. Well, and again, but are there any home run hires out there? That This is where Josh has to do his research. Talk to people in the industry. Hey, can – can Jerome Tang come to Louisville and, and get us back to where we need to be? You know, um, well, to, to me, I think what I want to be seeing happening, and this is what I think a lot of us have been groomed to, to seeing happen is that you've got a line of candidates that are like your front runners, but then you've got somebody that the AD is working on that backside. That is like, the real person that they want. They've kind of put up this facade of wall to get the national media working and talking for you. And then you come in at at the, you know, the 11 o'clock hour and you make that, that big time hire. So I'm hoping that herds playing chess to me, that home run hire would be one of three guys. It would be a Scott drew. It would be a Musselman. It would be a Cronin. I think either one of those would be a very damn good hire for us based on their pedigrees, their resumes, everything. Um, then again, you got your Jerome Tangs, your Nate Oates, um, you know, Dusty Mays, guys like that. Uh, you know, I, they're, they're not, they're not bad, but you know, they, they could be really good hires, but they just, they leave a lot of question marks still to be answered. Captain Hampton, pause. 
You can't, what are you talking about? Come on. You're just out of pocket to quote uh, right. Kyle over here. Come on, man. Well, what about, what about, and I mean, let's just say, I, like I said, I think he's comfortable at Marquette. I think he likes being there. I don't think he's going to take a second big job after what happened at Texas. We're a bigger job. And just because it failed at Texas doesn't mean he would fail here but I don't think it's worth the risk for him. But let's just say hypothetically, I know years ago when Chris Mack took this job, Shock Smart wanted this job. The name yes. was attractive because he was running that old system at Texas and he wasn't really getting very far. Ironically, he ended up being about what Chris Mack was here while he was at Texas. So uh, that's weird how that turned out. But <laughs> Shock Smart, let's just say, let's just say Shock Smart's interest, hypothetically. Where's he at on your list? Because I'm telling you right now, what I've seen this year out of Marquette, I mean, yeah, you've got to continue that success, including into the tournament. But what I'm seeing right now, that system, it, it is the closest thing I've seen to what Rick Patino ran here since, since it, Rick Patino left. So to bring up a point, because I, I don't want your all's feedback on this, because I really don't know, because I haven't gotten to watch Marquette, and I don't know much about Marquette. Um, Shaka was a big-time name back when he was at VCU because of the style of play that he, he ran and um, you know, the points that they put up, but they also really embraced a lot of defense. Um, I, I get the, I get the under, I get the feeling that he's doing a lot of that at Marquette that he was at VCU again. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So shit out of Notre Dame this weekend. Well, you know, Notre Dame's pretty bad. They're one of the only teams we're predicted well, still to he, beat. So I mean, <laughs> They're they pretty bad, but dominated Kansas from like wire to wire, pretty much. And my, they, my, they beat UCLA, they beat Mick Cronin. And now he came back and he boomed them. Mick Cronin's team, they were up like 17 or 19 points. And I'm pretty sure it was in the second half. And he boomed, he boomed the hell out of them and they ended up pulling mm -hmm. that one out. They've had a couple of losses this year, but they've also played a really tough schedule, has yeah. some big wins. I've actually paid a little bit of attention to them just because his name keeps coming up in different places in, in the Discord and message boards. It's, from other people. And if you'd have asked me about Shaka Smart two years ago, I would have been like, absolutely not. Like, I yeah. would have, my stomach would have turned. Same because, here. That's where know, Ty Elliott's at now, but I don't, where he's not here to defend himself. What, so, <laughs> what I was going to get at, what I was going to get at is you brought up a point, Kyle, about Dusty May, and you kind of question, even if they do well again, you would kind of put a caveat in there about, him returning so many players is Marquette in that same situation this year where they returned a lot of the same players from last year. So he's got kind a lot of, of the same, kind of, same team. They actually have a good combination of returning players and a, and a couple of portal guys. And then and they got that Colet kid or however the hell you say his last name. He is 30. Yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. He is. I mean, yeah, he probably shouldn't be playing with these kids, but he is, he is, uh, yeah, he, he's good. Yeah, he's a player. Well, and then what I was what I was trying to to finish the point that I was making about Shaka is, you know, early in his tenure when he was at VCU, like the, part of the reason I, my stomach would have turned if you'd asked me two years ago is the fact that they just barely squeaked into the tournament the year that he went to the Final Four with VCU, and then they struggled at at te then he struggled at Texas, changing his style, revamping his style. But if you remember, like he actually had a lot of injuries to key players while he was there. Um, the one guard, I'm, forget, I'm blanking on his name, but he came down with cancer while he was there. The, originally, 
Um, we were in on his recruitment. What was, what was that guard's name? Um, I don't know. He was a really good guard. He got cancer. He And so he was out for a while. He had a lot of unfortunate stuff happen at Texas. But also Texas is never going to be a program where their fan base Jones. What's that? Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones, okay. yeah. He uh, he got cancer. That was a big blow to his team. And he had, he con- constantly was dealing with different things that happened while he was at Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, Texas has never been a program where the fan base, com- you know, fully supports basketball. They're always a gets to Marquette, fan base. He gets to Marquette, and it's like, you know, he's had more of a traditional basketball first school. And next thing you know, he's got it rolling. Uh, you know, the style of play is awesome. It's fun to watch. I actually have watched several games this year and I've been, and it's been entertaining. They've been fun to watch. So if we were to have, if we were to bring Shaka smart to Louisville, I would be totally fine with that. And I would look forward to watching our games each and every, each and every night, because I, I think that Shaka would kill it here because we're more of a traditional basketball school. And I think he would thrive in this environment. Yeah, and, and here's the here's the kicker with Shaka Smart. I mean, we know his style's fun. We know that he's had success at a couple different schools now. He, he's got experience. The kicker with Shaka Smart is he's only 46 years old. And he's been coaching he's, for 48 years. How the hell is that? Saying, I know, like it seems like he's been coaching for 20. Yeah, and so you get him here and he succeeds, you've got another, you know, Denny Crumb, Rick Pitino situation where you can keep it rolling for 20-plus years, you know. So that's the kicker there. Um, I I think Shaka's is probably right under, you know, for me, right under the, the guys I don't think we can get, the Musclemans, the Scott Drews the Mick Cronins and I'm not sure we can get Shockey either, but he he's, he's the guy, he's the he's one B below those one A's to me. Let me, let me ask you all something. Who would you rather have Shaka or Jerome Tang? Shaka. I'd rather have Shaka. 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 It's close. more proven, right? It's close. Yes. That's why But by the end of the season, you might flip because if Tang turns around and has another deep tournament run, I might be saying, Let's go get Tang. Like, well, some of that's age too. I'm drone Tang. Well, and he'd be 56 or 57 when he got here. Well, and we're, but here's the thing: we're going to have that opportunity no matter what, right? Because the next coach that we're going to get is realistically coaching right now and is going to be coaching in to late March. So we're going to be doing this for the next three months. We are going to be sitting here. Who's our next coach going to be? Even if we move on from Kenny, you know, if and when we move on from Kenny, we're, we're going to be doing this same thing for months to come. So it's, it, it is going to be exciting. Uh, I would think to me, in my personal, where my perspective is, is that, is that I'm watching guys. We, we, we have this like kind of bank of names that we know that are kind of out there. I would watch for those guys to kind of, some of those guys that kind of slide behind watch those names really, really closely that that's, and then right as we start getting into March and April, you watch those guys and watch their names come back up into the, into the fold. 
those are your front runners right there. Like those, those are your guys. So heard well, we uh, Her, has all the time in the world right now to, uh, to, to make that move three, four months down the road. Yeah. And, and All right. we know who Bring Brong Home Guy wants. He he has endorsed Mick Cronin. So we'll see a lot yeah. of Mick Cronin hype from him. Yeah. Jacoby Myers just threw a touchdown. Holy shit. This well, Louisville Go Cards is asking about what kind of damage is, has uh, has the current regime done to the program. Coaches around the country still view the University of Louisville basketball program as, a, as an elite job. So we don't have to worry about what other coaches view the potential opportunity as. Yeah, yeah and, and now that 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 cloud, which I, I'm not sure the cloud was ever around, is gone. You've got no sanctions. I mean, you've got you've still got an NBA arena. You've still got a a, a fan base that's ready to explode. This They're rabid. This, this job is a top five job in the country, still, in my opinion. And I, also, I would go. I would go top seven, but even. You know, to play something else into that, too, and this is why I've continued to put Musselman into that. I don't think he's unreachable. Again, like, the best of the best coaches in the country, no matter what sport it is at the collegiate level, those guys have – or girls, they have huge egos. Huge egos. And they don't run from challenges. On top of that, when you look at how low the bar has been set by this regime at this point – how could you not come in and not be worshipped and be successful? I mean, it, you you could sit here, you could sit here and and give yourself the flu every week and come out here and coach better than <laughs> than what we're getting right now. I mean, like it, it's it's the honest to god truth. Like you could just you most most coaches that are worth the salt could literally sleepwalk next season in this job and outperform this current this current head coach by at least 50 75 percent easy easy in their hey, in their sleep nick you said kyle and pat in the backcourt ash in the corner sharpshooter ross and connor dogs banging down low well nick i can tell you that on last year's basketball team i would have been the first guard off the bench since we only had one guard so i would have been <laughs> i'll take it man. Guards. I, mean, I don't I don't think they'd appreciate it very much seeing me play on on the court, but hey, I'd be first off the bench. College, college basketball. Who needs guards? Who needs shooters? Huh? Hey, uh, who would have thought I it? Say y'all made a good point about like we're a top seven or eight, or some people said top five basketball program. Yeah, even, even at this point, well, you would be surprised, and you know, like I said, I, I I've jumped on some other platforms, engaged with a lot of different like thought fan bases with different thought processes. I feel like every group of fans I interact with has like a collective thought. And like when I'm on here with you guys, it's like, okay, yeah, we're a top seven or eight program. Even though we've sucked, we're still that program, but I go other places. And when I say that Louisville fans say, dude, that is just not true. You're being delusional. We're nowhere near that anymore. It's done. So it's just an interesting dynamic where certain factions of fans think so differently than other factions of fans. I don't know what to make of that. My opinion is that, yes, we're not what we were when Rick Bettino left before the cloud. Like, if Rick Bettino would have left on his own terms and after more success, we'd be a, I'd argue, we'd be a top five at worst and a top three job at best. 
up there with anybody, especially with yeah. the way our athletic department was rolling at the time. So I think we've taken a hit. There's no doubt in my mind. But I, I still think that because of our tradition, because we are the only show in town, we don't have an MBA. We're a city, and a city, a community-type college atmosphere, even though it's changing over the years, we still are kind of looked at as like, we're not a big college town. We're a city. And we are the only show in town for sports, for major sports. University of Louisville. I think that's a big drawing card. We do have a lot of tradition. That tradition just doesn't leave just because in the last three years we haven't been good. So yeah. nationally, the perception appears to be, which I think that's where Ash is probably going with this video, uh, the perception still appears to be like, hey, Louisville's a big job. It's just yeah. I think some of our fans sell us short. I think they absolutely yeah. sell us short because it's been so bad. But you got to see the forest from the trees. You're looking at the trees of the current, yeah. the current situation. You're not looking at the forest, which is like four decades of, of amazing success. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to kind of compare it to Michigan football under Rich Rodriguez and uh, Brady Hoke. Yeah. I mean, Michigan, uh, you know. Big time blue blood. I guess what do you call it on the gridiron? You know, what, whatever. A top five, top seven football program of all time. They hired Rich Rodriguez and then Brady Hoke. They had one good eleven and two year in there that they went to the Sugar Bowl. Everything else was like three and nine, five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, five and seven, eight and five. Yeah, you know. And then they went out and got their coach. They they were always a desirable job, and now they're back on top. That is like what our basketball program is right now. Yeah, well, I think I think it takes. Man. I think it. I was gonna say I think it takes a lot more long term instability and long term, uh, you know, uh, despair to ruin a brand that is like U of L in the college landscape you know because yeah we are a basketball school but jurich helped bring this thing up so much and he increased the brand name that only helped the 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 brand uh, of the louisville basketball program as well so you know it it, it kind of all rose together so it would really to me it would take i don't want it to happen but it, to me it would take another two hires being awful to really tear us down. That's 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 my opinion. And because I think the money's still I think the money's still there. And as long as the money's still there and 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 the fan support's still there, it, this is just a this is just a it's an engine waiting to get diesel. It's a diesel engine waiting to get diesel fuel. I mean, that's that's all this is. As soon as you put a winner in there, it, uh, the money machine's going to start just trickling again. It's going to go and it's going to go and it's going to go. So as and far as outside perception goes, let's see what John Fan sorry, go ahead, Connor. I didn't that's exactly that. what I was about to say. The whole brand thing, John Fanta talks about it right here. And it's spot on to what we've been talking about this whole time. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, let's let's hear what he says about it. So just uh, outside national perception of our program versus fans. Here like it's time for the Kenny Payne era to end. This is embarrassing. Louisville, you are a top 10 to 15 brand in college basketball. You have a rich history. This isn't working, and it needs to end now because you just lost to Arkansas State 
and to DePaul. You are the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball program. Your history speaks for itself. You had to issue two separate statements about a player getting dismissed from your team, and then you lost by double digits to Arkansas State? That's not acceptable. And the fan base now should have apathy. They're not even mad. They expect to lose. Under no circumstances should that be the case for Louisville men's basketball. What a disgrace that needs to get changed now. It's time for the Kenny Payne era to end. I just got to salute this dude because he's got the he's got the uh, basketball goal you hang on your door. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's he's like you know, as soon as he like ends a clip like that, he's hey. got all this adrenaline. He goes and dunks on it, and then he does the poster sign. Yeah, right. it's it's Nerf or nothing. As, <laughs> as, as a as a says, it's sad for you. They never. Listen, Desmond says it's sad for U of L. It never gave Kenny a chance. So my question Whoa, is, I'm not, I'm not gonna crap. I'm not crapping on this. I really these kind of things make me question, Desmond. If you're still listening, wh- how long should we wait to do anything successful? Because we haven't done anything successful for for a year and a half, and it's gonna be two years if he gets the whole second year hypothetically. How long should we wait? How long are you willing to wait and let our program get drugged through the mud? I'm not. Like, I honestly, like, we, we gave them last year, and it was so bad. I would have been fine moving on after that, if I'm being completely honest. I understand yeah. why we did not. But for me, the cutoff is definitely two years. It, like, you can't go beyond two years. Yeah. But that's well, just how- me, man. I'm just curious, like, do you think it should be three years? Five years, twenty-five years of, of being this bad. I just don't understand, man. Like I like, don't understand the timeline we're looking at here. And you can right. flip and you can flip and to, and, and to add to that, how long do you let the three years? He want, he how long do you years. let the local economy suffer down there because fans aren't going to the games? You know, this this it's, is this is not just a University of Louisville problem. It's a city of Louisville problem. Uh-huh. It, you know, I mean, the downtown relies on the arena. That's why the city of Louisville put so much money into that arena because it would generate revenue for businesses downtown. And when your main tenant is not filling up, but one tenth, one twelfth of the place. You are hurting the local economy. And, and, and so you have, you have, you know, a situation where it's not just looking out for the University of Louisville. We've got to look out for the city of Louisville and those businesses down there, too. And, and there's only so many dates. There's only so many dates that you can have concerts and stuff in there. Like basketball's in there, what? 20, men's basketball's in there, what, 20 times a year? Then you have women's basketball that's in there another 20-ish. But, like, there's only so many times concerts are on tour. And you have to have, like, I wouldn't say the, like, pulse on the city, but, like, not a lot of people are going to go to some random-ass concert at the Yum Center. Like, let's use let's use Georgia or Alabama football as an example. They're playing Georgia for the first time in the regular season since Georgia's been really good in, I guess, what, five, six years? 
they announced that game on Tuesday. And within two days, there are not any hotel rooms within 35 miles of Tuscaloosa. Like, there was a point that you couldn't go downtown when there was a basketball game because you didn't want to sit down there for an hour and a half, two hours to get through there. Yeah. Like, that's that's where we need to be. And obviously, that's not happening right now. You bring, in a, new, you bring in a new coach. You bring in a guy that's going to flip the roster, keep who he has to keep. Things will change very quickly because you can flip a roster in, a, in an offseason. There's some yeah. people that don't believe that, too. There's a lot of people that don't think you can flip and that's a roster crazy. in an offseason. You can. It's not uncommon. There's multiple coaches that have done it now. Like one person was like, give me an example of somebody had done it. And we gave Drum him like tank. six. <laughs> Drum Tang's one. We gave him like six names like of people that have done it. And we've talked about that on previous pods. But it can be done to Connor. Well, and, and here's the thing too, okay. Yes, in the old climate, in the old environment of college athletics, there was like an unwritten rule that it was three years, right, for a coach. But then now you have – the way that players can transfer and play immediately if they haven't used that one-time uh, voucher. Um, you've got that, and you've got NIL putting the money in there. Essentially, what we've all seen is that we have seen free agency hit college athletics, hit amateur sports. So what you're seeing now, what you're seeing now is a reflection of college sports and all the expectations and all of the the responsibilities and all of that are reflecting what you see at a professional level, no matter if it's NBA, NFL, uh, MLB. Coaches get two years tops to make it turn around. And that is the fact of the matter. That, that There's no way around that. That is what is happening now. You are, It is not going to be the 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 a normal thing to see coaches get fired after two years in basketball or football going forward, because you can flip a roster immediately and it's there for you to exploit. And it's your job to sit there and do it. Now, whether you get the donors to buy into you and to do it, that's up to you. And that's up to the university making the right call to hire the right coach. But oh. that being said, um, Kenny absolutely mishandled, how he approached the portal. He did that himself. He said, I want to build a program the right way, which in the way that he, he emphasized it and put it into context was he wanted to do it the old school way where you build through high school recruiting and you build through, uh, you know, traditional transfers. And that's just not what college athletics is today. I'm sorry. And he actually even he shit on getting NIL transfer portal players. And you saw him last year. You you saw him change that approach this year in the off season because he knew he was wrong. And he probably got a lot of pressure about his previous comments about that and how that cannot be the same going forward. Um, As far as, you know, the whiskey row, and I, I know I'm talking. I'll let someone get us on after this. But to your point, Pat, you um, show last night. Yeah, well, <laughs> to your point, Pat, 
it, yeah, it's hurting all the all the businesses down in the Nulu area, Whiskey Row, Fourth Street. It's hurting all of them as far as generating tax revenue, as far as people that are working and working in those areas and their ability to make money and their livelihood to sustain off of tips. It's hurting that, but it's not it's not just there. Like I was at the blind squirrel last night. I had volley I had a volleyball game. And when I pulled into the blind squirrel at eight o'clock, the blind squirrel is usually packed. When you pull into that parking lot, you, you there's usually not one spot available. I pulled in, there were spots available everywhere, everywhere. And when our game ended at 930, that parking lot was dead. It was absolutely dead. And that's out in Middletown. So you can't tell me that the entire city is not hurting because the Louisville program is is not putting out a good product. It is. It absolutely is. You had the general manager today on the radio saying, this is absolutely hurting us. The general manager of Blind Squirrel was on the radio today. And I can vouch for him. Like, I was there. I see it. Like, it was 100% true. So that's happening all over town. So the amount of tax taxable revenue that's being lost because of this product is momentous. It is huge. So if you make that change, you will see, no matter what the bump is, you will see a bump. You will come out ahead if you get rid of Kenny Payne at this point. Well, and I will quickly say that store, like when it comes to timeline, how much time should he get? Not only is the portal in NIL a, a, a way to, you know, move that normal three-year timeline up to two, but mm -hmm. I argued that at the end of last season, he could have been fired because historically bad results require historically different decisions, in my opinion. Like, I think when you're so bad that it just defies history. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, you have now a justifiable reason to move on then. I, I do understand why we gave him a second year, but I'll be damned if I ever understand why we would give him a third. And I'll leave it at that. I know, uh, Connor, you had something you were wanting to – put yeah. out there i don't know so why. so yesterday the ncaa got sued about their transfer legislation right now there's an in, there's a temporary restraining order letting multi-time transfers play for the next 14 days <laughs> starting that starting on the 27th there will be a case that will grant a temporary injunction to let multi-time transfers play so I don't know how long that that whole court ordeal is going to last, but if you get somebody in the portal that's a multi-time transfer, he can play up until that court case is heard and and or upheld by the Supreme Court, and the NCA can't do anything about it because the judge struck down their restitution bylaw as well. So anybody in the portal right now is free game. Well, and I was and they're able bring this and up. they're able to play. They're able to play immediately, right? Yeah. So, so let's. Uh, so the example I used yesterday was let's say Sky transferred from Illinois to Miami, Ohio, and then transferred here, and he was having to sit out this year because he transferred from Miami, Ohio, to here. For the next fourteen days, he could technically play, and it not affect anything. And then he just can't again. That's kind of stupid. Well, the. Temporary restraining order is only 14 days long. There's going to be, and I think, a temporary injunction that. Will yeah, that's what I was getting right to say. Once it gets the, once it gets tied up in appeals, 
then it's just free market, right? It's just going to open up. Yes. So portal season for basketball might get real wild. Yeah. I'm sure. So, I'm sure we've got dudes lined up left and right. Come here. Yeah, they've right been now. lined up for a year and a half. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, we're gonna put their. Got pushed, or uh, I was about to say something bad that was gonna come off as shade, and I' glad I didn't say it. So, hmm. yeah. good job, Ross. Yeah, good yeah job. I, I, I would, yeah, I would, I would shades put, on, dude. Yeah, poker face. <laughs> my 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 poker face. My my poker face. That's gonna get clipped. One of the things that was kind of the final straw for me And and Brian Dixon in the comments Alluded to the the fact that they hadn't You know, the team just didn't Have any fight really last night What I Last night's game really Disappointed me in the fact that All year, even though we've been losing games When I For example, when a guy drives the lane A lot of times they would Look to, you know hit a guy out of the three-point line for a shot, or they'd look to move the ball and share the ball around. But last night, the body language on our guys was very poor. Um, they weren't looking to get each other involved in the offense. They weren't looking to distribute the ball. Uh, it was like whoever got the ball, it was like a black hole at times where they were going to get their shot off. Um, it, it just didn't seem like the body language was was very positive last night. So mm-hmm. you almost wonder if the team is kind of, they quit sensing. They they they're yeah. sensing what we're all sensing, basically. Is yeah, what I'm trying to say. absolutely. Getting Payne's press conference from last night because that's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we can we can talk about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all know I called in. I was very vocal about it. Um, for seven minutes, I timed it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good for you, man. I was the best caller last night. I'll just say that. I will say I that. Say, uh, like, I was I was hugely rooting for Kenny. Like. One of my mm-hmm. first ever memories as a kid was watching Kenny Payne on the 1989 team, you know, help lead that team to a, a blowout victory over UNLV. So I have very, very fond memories of Kenny a, as a kid watching him play and become a first round draft pick for our university. And if you go back through the previous videos from before the season, stuff, you'll see like I was myself and Ross, we're really, really high on the team. We thought that this yeah. year was going to be different. And I'm just – I'm sad, honestly, really, how it's turned out. I, I'm it, sad. I, I, because honestly, I don't think – the game, After the game, I just sat there. I turned the TV off, and I just sat there for like an hour. Like, it, it just – I couldn't do anything. Like, I just felt frozen, so – I'm sad I, the way it's turned out. I don't think any of us could deny that there hasn't been you in, in very like limited, uh, you know, uh, very limited. If you take little frames by frames, you can see little things where there has been improvement. But is that improvement just because the talent's gotten better? Or schedule's actually a little worse. And our yeah, our schedule's god awful. And we knew it before we before we ever bounced a basketball. We saw we said, Holy shit, that out of conference schedule is god awful. Okay. We we should be seven and three, didn't we? I think so. Uh I mean, but the thing is, is that you can you can watch at different times, 
Like there was a possession un uh, under the four minute timeout, TV timeout. Like I remember we came down the floor in transition. We, uh, we drove to the left side. We kicked it to the left wing, uh, drove in, kicked it to the right wing in the corner, swung it around. Yeah. Went, and, and went at the top of the key and then went in and got a drive right at the basket. Like it was actually good basketball. It was. It was. It and, and, and I'm like, and you're just like, that. what? What yeah. the hell, dude? Like, but the thing is, is that you have no confidence that they can consistently do it, which is the big problem. They can't consistently do anything. Yeah. They can't consistently get stops. They can't consistently get offense. And then as the competition picks up and the and the schedule gets tougher, even if the ACC's down, it's not going to get better because everybody else is getting better too. It's nothing's going to change. Like Nothing hurt. is going to change. We are we are what we are. Here's Under this coaching back. regime. If we, if we were looking for improvement this year from last year, we got smoked by Arkansas last year, Musselman, and this year we got smoked by Arkansas State. So, eh. I mean, yeah. I was unabashedly yeah. a Kenny Payne fan when the hire was made. Part of that is, yes, I'll admit, part of that was because – most of it was because of the, the memories I had from being a kid watching him play. I, I wanted him to work. Like, I really did. But just watching yeah. last night, the, the way the body language on the players were po was poor, the fact that we're, you know, I forget the statistics that I had on the screen earlier, but uh, zero wins on the road. That list of opponents that we lost to. 19 in a row lost on the road. You just can't. You, this is Louisville. This isn't, you know, maybe. It's not Murray sustainable. Have, maybe Murray this is State not sustainable. Time, but we can't do that here. Like. Right. You just can't. So, any bets on when this will happen? Uh, well, we tomorrow. Take, we take a bet. I, I, tomorrow. If I was betting, I would say what happens Sunday determines if it happens before UK. You think he's going to coach against Pepperdine after all these reports? I. That'll be. I hope not. That'll be an absolute disaster. I don't see PR the ULA board meeting on a Saturday, though. Well, can not, well yeah, maybe because they have to have twenty four hours notice. That's why it's it's going. Look, we've already seen the wheel set in motion with a guy like Goodman putting out the tweet that he did tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to wake up in the morning. We're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to have more news. And it's not going to be a coincidence because Louisville will have Louisville and Louisville people will have gotten in touch with the right people to leak the information that they want and they will leak it out as they want it to leak out. And this is the way it always goes. Now, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, then I'm just wrong. Right. I'm just wrong. Like, that's fine. I have no problems in saying that I'll eat crow, but I feel like we've all seen this, not just in our program and other programs. This is how it works tomorrow yeah, I, morning. I, mean, I expect, I, I expect to wake up matter of days. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I expect, I expect to wake up tomorrow morning and we're going to have some new leads and then that's going to correspond into a late uh, a late morning, early afternoon that, oh, it sounds like that there's a, a board of trustees meeting scheduled for like four or five o'clock. And then we're going to get an announcement between five and six o'clock, just like you've been saying, Connor, get a five o'clock, six o'clock news dump. Bam. Done. By the way, we fired yeah. Kenny. <laughs> Steve, uh, you 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 say Danny May. I'm letting you just you know I know it's whatever I've heard, but 
everybody's got people they've heard stuff from. But I'm just going to say what I heard, and I, I have full trust in what I heard was that it would be Nolan Smith that would indeed take over. I know Danny I'm Manning, Manning would be a lot of people guess. I think it will be Nolan Smith. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think. And, I mean, honestly, the, the rational and most logical decision is Danny Manning since he's already done this twice. He's already been in this position more than once. Yeah. So that makes sense. But if you're looking to get a bump from the local crowd and come out and support the local ties of Nolan and his dad being a Cardinal great and all the memories there. And we have the stories about they're, they're rumors at this point. We'll just say they are rumors. Okay. But Nolan was doing his job, getting players lined up to come be Louisville Cardinals. And then other people weren't closing the deal to get those players to be Louisville Cardinals. And then that ultimately uh, that plus other things resulted in, uh, you know, Nolan trying to go and get that other job uh, at the NBA DL level or the G league, whatever the hell you want to call it this day and age. Um, Nolan makes sense because I don't see anything from the sense that Nolan hasn't quit working. Yeah, he might he might like lack some experience about when to intervene and when to put his uh you know put his nose in there uh, and practices and whatnot. You know, we've some of us heard a lot a lot of that, but um, people have different opinions. But if you're looking to get that bump in revenue, Nolan Smith's the answer. He's the answer. So, so Connor, answer me is can, can he not be fired on Saturday? Sorry. Sorry. That, that that was me reacting to a fat man touchdown going up 56 to 7. Well, <laughs> so, so no, can I'll you give not, a little can bit of here too. Like okay. they can come to they may not be able to get the formal board approval, but they, they can, can call it. every board member and know what the board member is gonna say and have all that ironed out so that the board meeting is actually just a formality. You can yeah. get it. You like you can get an informal vote. Like. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking is, if he doesn't get fired Friday, does he have to go through the weekend? I just I, my no. big thing is I don't to. think I think the worst thing we can do for both parties for for the coach for the fans for the players the worst thing we can do is bring him out there after that Jeff Goodman leak. It was it was heading that way. I mean we we all knew it even before the Goodman thing. Now it's like out there, out there. Like that's the first thing where it's like, okay, there are steps being taken right now to get this done. Things have been bad enough, especially yesterday was a bad day outside, off the outside court. Outside of the game. Like off the court, and then it was a bad day on the court. So Yeah, I mean, everything was like happen? a culmination. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen if you bring him out there Sunday knowing that Josh Hurd has been meeting with players and talking about the next step. and It's a train wreck. Be. So, no, yeah. you, I guess that's why I keep asking. Like, And the reason I keep asking is because I, I understand the report on 247. The report was like, you know, there's a lot that needs to happen. It, it probably won't happen tomorrow is what, what, what it basically said. And uh, if that's not the case, I mean, you'd have to think, God, it'd have to be done by Saturday. You can't, or yeah. I mean, and you really don't want to go on a Sunday morning on game day and do it if you don't have you, to. You mean you don't want to fire him like three hours before the game? I mean, <laughs> hey, my birthday is on Sunday, mean, and I, so no. I don't mean like I'd celebrate I mean, that he's fired. I just mean, but I mean, I would be celebrating the fact that we are taking a step towards moving on. 
But uh, I coaches don't, don't get about. fired on weekends, generally speaking, unless it's something very controversial. If something was, very controversial. Like I think Beard was fired on a Saturday or a Sunday. So basically, yeah. so y'all tell why? Him he's going to be tomorrow, exactly. or he's going to be coaching against Pepperdine. That's what you're telling me. Pretty, right. pretty and much. Then, and, I, and then if he, be if, he beats, if he beats be Pepperdine, tomorrow. if he beats Pepperdine, uh, you know. Yeah, what what thing? You got to fire him after a win? Yeah, I, I mean, think that's What does that's a win weird. against Pepperdine do, though? Nothing. Nothing. The perception it's is just, you wait until the man won a game finally, and now you're going to yeah, fire him. It's it'd not be, it'd be awful. Anything. It's, again, it's PR. It, it's just yeah. bad PR to do that. If you're Louisville – if you're looking at bargaining chips and you're looking at and you're looking at um, strengths of negotiating power, Louisville has the most upper hand that they could have right now. They have nothing to gain by letting him coach the next two games. Not like honestly, nothing. Like <laughs> they might get more ticket sales on, on Thursday. <laughs> They're not though. They're not like if you fire him before the game, you will get a bump in Louisville fans in there. Then what you're going to have at this point? Because if not, it's going to be all blue. Well, it's going to be it's going to be all blue anyways. No matter what Louisville does at this point, so it's going to be it's going to be mostly blue. So like I don't buy into that. But I'll like tell you it what, just, I will do everything I can to go that game if uh, if we can if we can make to that point. Yeah, I mean, it just there's there's no way there's no. I'm sorry, like I think it happens tomorrow. I mean, it just it, everything. It just seems to line up, and you know, to me, to me, it's like I think you'll have some misdirection. You'll say like, "Hey, you know, it's gonna it's not gonna happen. Look this way," and then, "Hey, we're gonna zag." And again, I I think we're gonna wake up in the morning. We're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to have a little bit of news disseminating out. And it's not going to be on accident. It's going to be on purpose. All the Louisville people and, and, and the Louisville department are going to want that to get out. And it's going to start a, a snowball avalanche uh, of information that gets trickled out throughout the day. Mark said yeah. Ty Spalding has some new info. Well, I would suggest going to Rivals if Ty Spalding's got, you know, hey, subscribe. Ty Spalding gets a lot of good information. He, he Absolutely. He, He's been killing he it. He He's been hard. Like, been he works hard it. to get the stuff he gets. I know um, that. Uh, that being not, said, I totally agree. Um, I just want to say I totally agree. It's sad, and we're all we're all hurting. Cardinal yeah, Nation's yeah. hurting. And thank you for joining. I'm not sure if I've I – don't, I don't remember seeing you in the chat comments before. But thank you for joining and thank you for, for commenting and participating. And please watch this in the future because we appreciate yeah. uh, your comments and, and your views. Yeah. But we're all hurting with you. And, I, you know, it is sad. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're yeah. good. I, I was just going to say real quick, uh, based on what we just said with the timelines, I've now revised because I was thinking this might drag into Saturday. I think it'll have to be tomorrow. I don't think you can bring them out there Sunday with these leaks. And I think those leaks were yeah. probably put out there with the intention of expediting this. Absolutely. I think it'll be tomorrow, though. 
I'm guessing uh-huh. tomorrow afternoon, maybe a fit. You, I don't know. We might. It might be a Scott Satterfield thing where you wake up and you're on your way to work. That would be <laughs> great. Really that be. would be lovely, dude. I was on the way to work and they were like Scott Satterfield. Uh, like I, I remember exactly where I was. I was pulling. I was on Hurstbourne slash Fern Valley Road, coming up on. Uh, 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 oh shit. Um. Damn it! Uh, where you were? I know. I know the light. It's right there. It's right there at GE. I was pulling up right there, and they're like, "Scott Satterfield is taking the Cincinnati job." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes!" I, I was remember. so excited. I was like, "Yes, yes, yes!" I'll go if we make a change. Listen, I woke up to a text, you, I woke up to a text that morning with no context. That just said sad is gone. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I've been thinking about this all evening. Um, once it, it came out that the athletic director is starting to actually meet with players. That's the beginning that, of the year. Point, that's the point of no return because yeah. the players then know what what's what. I mean, they're not dumb kids. They're you know, they're educated kids, they're in college, they're they're young adults, they know what's up. And, and once you start talking to players about removing the head coach, they're no longer going to put as much respect into the coach. And You've superseded their the respect. the authority. So mm-hmm. you're going to have yep. to make the change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's happening tomorrow. And, and like, that's exactly it, Ash. That is exactly it. Like, it, it, it you can't you can't go back from that report and again like i've said all evening there's a reason that we told goodman that that happened we you, we are moving forward it, yeah. we, we are going we're going to get it tomorrow what what's up pat yeah no i i think tomorrow's the day and i kind of want to go back to to desmond here and his it's just sad comment because you you know, listen, we're, we're passionate people. You're going to hear yes. us today and in the past talk about a need for a change and, and talk about what Kenny's done wrong and, and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is this situation is a sad situation. We it brought a, a, an ex-player in here to be our first black coach at a, at a storied program like this. Um, you know, so... I'm not a black man, obviously, but I'm sure Nuh-uh. that is. I'm sure. I'm sure that's a that's a a big thing. Uh, it's a big thing for me as a white man to 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 see a black coach at our university. I'm sure it's big for uh, the black community here. And e- even with that aside, just seeing a former player that you know, obviously was well liked, played on a championship team, you know. I wish this would have worked out. It would have been awesome. Absolutely. Worked out. And, you know, and it, I'm gonna... it, it's definitely, it's definitely a sad situation that, that, you know, again, we're on here and we're talking and we're looking forward and stuff, but I, I do want to say that, you know, it, it's not because we're ignoring the fact that this sucks that it didn't work out because I think yeah. we all think here yeah. that, we, we wish it did work out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ash. I'd like to invite Desmond. Um, I'm, I'm going to drop the link in the in the chat. Desmond, if you'd like to come on and just kind of give some of your uh, 
your thoughts on the way things have transpired, you know, give a voice to that. I'm going to drop the link to our, to their stream yard. And if you'd like to join and just say a little, a little word, a few words. Come in and talk free, to us, buddy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop the link right now for you. And if you'd like to, if you'd like to come on and just say a few words, feel free. I, I know, I know we talked a lot about basketball. Football's killing and, it. And <laughs> this weekend's going to, if Kenny's gone tomorrow, and the football commit and the football guys that are coming in this weekend commit. Woo boy. You see, we got a, a potential center out of Northern Illinois who entered a portal and put a no contact. And he's visiting us tomorrow. And he started hey, I'm gonna like go, almost I'm gonna, every is, game. What, what, like, what is, uh, what's his, I got to know his size and I need to know his like pause. offer list since he's hit the portal. I'm going to go on it. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, uh, yeah, he's coming to us. Um, yeah. If you have a no contact thing on your portal, he's yeah. coming. Uh, here's Desmond. He's joined us. I'm gonna go ahead and bring Desmond on to talk yeah. about the bring coach. Him on. Desmond, thanks for joining us. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm doing. Good, good. Hey, man. thanks. Good. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. No problem. Appreciate you. Now. I don't know how I can say it. I don't want to say on, but because it is, how can I say it? I kind of hurt because as a black man, I really wanted him to succeed. And like, yes. And I'm, how can I say this? It's a double standard in sports dealing with black coaches. And it seems like it always happens. Like, we try, like, black coaches to try to win, but then, like, they don't win. It's like they don't give them long enough. And with yeah. the white coaches, they give them, oh, like, with, for example, Crack Door. Mm -hmm. They gave him chance after chance, you know what I'm saying? And we was we wasn't that good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, terrible. Like, yeah, like you I know, just give him after one year. <laughs> they like they like give him a chance, you know what I'm saying? But then like that, you know what I'm saying? And then like with, for example, Ryan Cooper, well, we gave him two years, and he uh, won his first year. Yeah, three, three years. Three. Hey, was it, three? it was yeah. three. Let me let me tell you something. There's a lot more of us on your side than you maybe realize. I'm going to say it from my point of view and my perspective. What you're talking about is a lot of the BS that we've always, the double the double standard as far as that goes all the way back to the Tuskegee Airmen program. You know, that, you know, a black man can't fly a, a plane, you know, and then a white man, if he messes up, it's it's for a different reason. We see it with Lamar Jackson at, at, at the Ravens. Yeah. OK, yeah. It, I mean, it's a double standard. You know, it, it, he doesn't have he doesn't have receivers to throw to. It's because he's inaccurate. Josh Allen's got receivers and it's just all well, he doesn't have time to throw. You know, it's always something else. So. I'm not speaking for everybody else on this pod, but yeah. for me, that's where my mind's at. And I'm completely on board with you because I, I'm with you. Like that being said, the longer this goes, the longer the, that herd lets this drag out. There's no way that you can say that, that there's uh, to me, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I, I'm not you. I, I, I'm not again, like what Pat said, I'm not I'm not a black man. I didn't grow up a black man, but well, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, Ross, the longer this goes on, it's less about race and it's just more about incompetence and the inability to do the job. And like, 
we can all see Louisville, the Louisville fan base is not stupid. We know what success looks like, and this isn't it. We know that. We can see it from outside. We can see what how things are being handled. We can see it from the play on the court. This just isn't it. And it's it, it it's not. It, it's just not it. I mean, I yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see that, but it's just like, yeah. I wanted. I just wanted him to see because, like, it's it like his first job. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if somebody offer you the head coaching job with no experience? You know what I'm saying? I, I would. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'll, I'll think about it, but then like, he left Nike and then he left the New York Knicks. You yeah. know, to try his alma mater. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then when I like, for example, when I brought up that standard on a Facebook page group, I was there. People was calling me racist because of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how am I being racist? I'm just stating facts. Yeah. So I'm saying that, I, I, I said to him like I'm just saying facts. I'm like I'm not trying to say that, um, that you know what I'm saying it's standard. And then I'm like, and then if he did, you know, if it whenever happens, you know what I'm saying. I just wanted to be an opportunity to be, have another black coach. You know what I'm saying? Because like from experience, I think with Ryan Cooper, it took us like what four, 13 years to get Charlie Strong again. You know, for another black coach, but, I just don't want but, that again. That's 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 exactly where I'm at, though. Look, we did hire another black man and he was successful as hell. And he brought us some of the greatest times as Louisville Cardinal fans. We all have very and we all rallied. We all rallied around him because in the end, it's all about the wins and the losses. That's that's yeah. that's the bottom line. And, yeah. you know, I, I I I don't I think everybody's in agreement on this pod. We wanted Kenny to work out whether no matter how. Uh, certain people were more critical than others. We all wanted Kenny to work out. For me, I wanted Kenny to work out because I wanted Kenny to get that praise that Jeff Brom was getting with the football program. So I, think, I, think I wanted that exact good, same thing. I, I wanted that exact makes a good point about uh, you know him leaving his his roots and coming back to Louisville. And I said earlier, and you, you may not been on here, but I think we did a, a bit of a disservice to him putting him in a position where I feel like there was no his we didn't his friends did his well, friends I'm, did when I say we I'm talking about the university the leadership the the alums a lot of people around I just don't think he was equipped to take on what we had going on at the time without experience but and I think that like at the end of the day like how would you turn that down if you're somebody who's an assistant and when you can make you can millions of dollars more to come coach your alma mater and be the head coach. Like, how would you turn that down? Because there's people that say, well, he shouldn't have taken the job to begin with. Well, I don't know if I, I mean, if I was in his shoes, I would have taken the job. I mean, good grief. How would you not? If that's an opportunity of a lifetime from and, his, and just his like, and, and just like people are like, well, why didn't he just take a negotiated buyout? Like he's getting, he, he should not. In, his, like, in my opinion, he should not. Why would he? Like I would want all eight million dollars. Yeah, like, if I'm him, I'm like, you gotta pay me. <laughs> well, you, you gave I, me this buyout. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, and and I I definitely agree with that because it's a lot easier for us from the all all from the outside to say, yeah, he should do the 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 moral thing, it's right? But if but but if any of us were in that situation. If any of us were in that situation, we'd want every single cent of that. The difference is, is that when Kenny came on, he said that this was all about the program and reviving the program and how it was almost dead 
and it's all about the program and it's all about the kids and how they tie into the program. Like he made that very, very clear. So it's, it comes off a little bit hypocritical. That's just me. Um, you know, if you're all about, if it's all about, man, it's all about the alumni and the players and the future alumni that the players I'm bringing in. And I want them to have all the glory that, that I've gotten. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back. Then you're telling me that the program's bigger than anything. And it's taking every single cent of money. You're not showing that you're not. So you can't have it both ways. Um, that's just the way it is. But again, I'm not hating on him for saying, Hey, you better give me every single dime of that money. Because the bottom line is if any of us were faced with the situation, we're like, Oh, we could take a buyout of 7 million or you're going to pay me the full 8 million. And you have the upper hand. I you're going to make somebody million. pay you that entire 8 million. Like that's, that's the way it is. Like, yeah. so it just takes a little bit of empathy um, so like, I'm not, I'm not even mad at, I'm not even mad at Kenny. Like I'm, I'm really not, I'm not mad at Kenny. I'm more, again, I'm more mad at his friends that steered him wrongly. And honestly, and this is my opinion. Again, this is my opinion alone. They manipulated him They manipulated him and they, they made him get this job and, and guilted him into this job. So, so that's, yeah. that's, yeah, and and Desmond, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on here uh, to give us your thoughts. And I think one thing that I'll kind of end with here is, you know, it, it, this is not just a University of Louisville problem. The NCAA, us, you know, as fans, as a nation, we've got to do better of giving opportunities and finding opportunities for black coaches only nine percent of you know ncaa coaches are are black and the majority of our student athletes in basketball are black so that that discrepancy right there i think to your point has to has to change and it, it's been a slow process of changing it needs to happen quicker and i'm hoping that as that process continues to change, we see, you know, more opportunities for black coaches. And, and there's a lot of successful black coaches out there. And I'm hoping that down the line, maybe our next coach Jerome can, be a, yeah, can be a successful, successful black coach here because it, it should happen and, and it needs to happen around the country more for sure. I like yeah, to hear Desmond's final thought, or at least that's all I was saying. Thought. Though, it just kind of hurt, you know, what I'm saying I'm just, I'm just tired of the, you know, what I'm saying the double standard is like, you know, what I'm saying why is it that we got to try so much harder, but we got the capabilities we can coach too, we can do everything else, everybody else do. It's like I see, like it's, it's not it's supposed to us in the business world too. Like we have a double standard, like they think that we're not smart, you know, we're not this and we're not that, but so we have to try harder, you know, yep. to show that we do have the. The abilities and just it's, it's just something with, with the cutie paces, it's just frustrating because mm -hmm. I really want to, to see like he, sure. he show you know, be a good role model to upcoming black coaches. You know, you can do it, you know, what I'm saying you might take a long time, but you can, you know, do it and be successful. I just, I just want to wish that Kenny was successful. Just yeah, I just, I just, I just want him to have a just how can I say, I would rather just him have like just enough time to, to prove, like, I guess. 
you know, it ended like the way it ended. I would say again, at least like maybe a third year. I'm just saying, if it was going going in an upward tra- trajectory, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not like it is now, but if it was going in an upward trajectory, mm-hmm. I'm not giving him a third year. You know what I'm saying? Then it probably would have, you know, went over the hump. But it's just I say the way it ended, and just like they booing him, and all the people saying they feel about him like. And what, but what did he say last night? I got what he was saying. Like, as long as he's true to himself, he's, it's, it don't matter about his job. He's just trying to make, you know, make a difference in his kids' lives. Mm-hmm. So I understand what he was trying to say with his comment, you know. Sure. It was just like, he's just trying to make a difference in people's lives. You know, I just, honestly, I just wish him the best. I just, I just want everybody to be happy, not just, just all this, this, um, this div- division we have in our fan base. Yeah. And I, I, I respect, I respect the hell out of that comment, honestly, because when I met with Kenny, uh, you know, in an informal setting, and he he had us in front of us. Like, I definitely believed him in that it was a lot about the student athlete, right? I, I I definitely believe that, and I do believe that, and I think that when you hear people like Bob Balvano, and you hear people like Mike Rutherford, and you hear, um, you know, Jody, and you hear uh, Paul Rogers, and all of them, they're like, we have nothing against the person, like. I think Kenny is a good person. I really do. And and I think that it hurts everybody to see that it's 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 going the way that it does. If there was going to be an opportunity to change the trajectory like what you're talking about, it was to come it was it was when we came back from New York. Yeah. And 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 start playing the exact same because that that in in the year and whatever, how many games that we've seen, 10 games now, that New York experience was a complete outlier from everything else. The way that they played, the way that they hustled, they actually did, whether they were doing it for that or not, they actually seemed like they were playing for the name on the front of the jersey, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and when they got back home, it was just all lost again, and they didn't yeah. capitalize off of it. So that's to me, that's a coaching issue. Like you, that, yeah. that, it, it, it just is. I mean, there's, it, it's up to the coach to get to the players, to get them to respond, to get them to play the way that you want them to. And the good coaches make that happen. Hey, um, we're going to, we, we've been going for about over okay. two hours now. Desmond, I appreciate you being on here, man. Appreciate you sharing that insight. No problem. No problem. No, thank you for having me because I was just like, just, it gets frustrating when you see like other. I'll be real quick, but like we see other little yeah. platforms and they talk, and they be like, "Cause I, cause I told people about this a year ago. I'm not gonna say to a show, but somebody else on the show on YouTube. I told them about like, you better watch because Kenny Payne might be on that short list because you know, be him being a black coach or whatatnot. And they kind of brush me off. I'm like, then then yeah. I, just, I was like, I try to warn them about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's because he's what you he's won't at. get that. You won't get that here, man. I promise yeah. you. Yeah, because I tried to tell people about that last year, some uh, certain show, but we had a little f- fan base or whatnot. And I tried to tell him that, you know, he's going to be on a, you know, if he's going to start winning like that, they're going to pull that leash on him. Like, oh, yeah, what? They kind of laughed out. I'm like, okay, I, I tried to warn y'all. And then I thought about it today. I'm like, I tried to tell him, but it just is what it is, though. But I'm glad you had me on that. It had me express my, uh, how I felt because it's just kind of frustrating to like not to, how to, Say how I really felt without being called certain names because I was just trying to just tell people it's a double standard. And like with some colleges, when they get rid of the head coach, 
uh, uh, you know, the black head coach, they, they kind of shy away from that for a, lot, a long time because yeah. mm-hmm. of how, how their coach did. And all, so I, that's, and that's all I was saying. But then people won't call me racist for that. I'm like, you just bring up the race car. Like, no, I'm just being, I just, you not seen it from my lens. Mm-hmm. You have a better understanding, but yeah, that's all you, I want to say. Get that from us, man, and we appreciate you being on here. And hopefully, you'll, you'll join us for some future episodes. And oh chat. yeah, I, I just I just subscribe to y'all. Wow, I'll, 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 I'll be tuning in or whatnot. I want to thank right. y'all for letting me on. Thanks, thanks, man. Oh, thanks, Dad. No we appreciate you, man. Thank you. No problem. Thank y'all. Desmond, yeah, and All I right, do feel yeah. for him because you can tell he's hurting. He really wanted Kenny to to work out yeah. for more reasons than just Louisville basketball. He wanted mm-hmm. him to work out for you know the role that he could play in social change and and for the roles that he could have played as being a, you know a role model for other um, you know young black men and women in the community. And and that's very admirable because you know. He could have, if it would have worked out differently, he could have played, you know, such a huge, significant part of the community. I could tell he's hurting because of those yeah, things. Yeah. And and I got to feel for somebody like De- Desmond right now. Well, guys, uh, yeah, I, I, I echo those sentiments. It is really late for me. I don't know who else has to be up early for work tomorrow. You work from home, baby. I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to wrap it up for me. But do you guys want to wrap it up or are you guys going to keep going? I, I'm, I'm down to talk about the the portal guys for a few minutes if people want to stay on. Yeah, if we want to talk a little bit more positive on a positive note, let's sh- we can shift to football for just a little bit and and the portal recruiting. I can't leave. Oh, <laughs> you guys suck me back in. Ashton Gelati coming back. I mean, that's yeah, how about that? That's big. that's, that's the biggest here. news for me. Yeah, that's bigger than that any room. any kid we can get in the portal. That's bigger than any kid. We've been hearing that rumor for a long time, for for a couple of weeks now. But but it's one of those things where you hear this about everybody. Like we also heard that about Jawar Jordan, and he obviously decided he's going to go pro. Which congratulations, well deserved. You're 24 years old. You've given us everything you've had while you've been here. Congratulations to you, Jawar. But Ashton returning, that was one that we were hoping was true. The DBs, the DBs coming back. Yeah, there's rumors out there that the DBs are going to come back. Uh, and, you know, that's that's from uh, various recruiting websites. I don't want to throw out information that I'm not allowed to throw out. But yeah. uh, we hope we hope to get some more guys back. Let's put yeah. it that way. But, I mean, Ashton, I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, second team All-American coming He's- back to play another year. I mean, that is – that's the biggest recruit we've had. You know, I'm talking about him coming back. That that's the biggest recruit we've had in four or five years, man. Him coming back for another year. So that that's like you said, Connor. That that's bigger than any any kid we we're gonna get in the transfer. It, and if we get the two, if we get um, Lacey and uh, what's the other kid's name? The uh, Brooks Brooks kid from Bama. I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say we have a very very, and throw the wink in there. Good shot that we're gonna get both of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> sounds like Connor's got some inside information, but 
We do know that Lacey is down officially to Texas A&M and us. He just left Texas A&M. He's uh, coming here uh, starting tomorrow. Um, and, and just to run through the list of guys that guys are going to be here, we got Victor Cutler, who's a offensive lineman from Ohio Man. State. Man, um, I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, we've got. Uh, I, I, man, I don't want to pronounce this man's the, name. The kid wrong. from Illinois State, or not Illinois State, Northern Illinois. <laughs> no, 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 Dukes, uh, the Peebles. Peebles. I don't want. Oh. I don't want to mispronounce his first Aeneas. name. Aeneas. 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 Aeneas Peebles. We're gonna um, go with Aeneas. You know, big Aeneas. time, big time DT from Duke. You've got Ja'Cory Brooks, the Alabama wide receiver, who was fantastic two years ago. Uh, obviously, Colin Lacey, uh, who we've been talking about. I think he was third in the NCAA in receptions and receiving yards. Um, Jalen Lucas, who we're familiar with, he oh. kind of torched us. Oh. Give me, give me um, Lucas, Lacey, and Brooks. Woo. And then, uh, and then Don Chaney from uh, Miami. And then I guess they're the Northern Illinois kid. It, it has been added to the list. Is that yeah, right? The, the center guard guy. I think he's going to end up playing center. Um, awesome. He he had two penalties all year. Nice. Damn. Right. So that's a, I right. mean, that's a that's a big time list. I, I mean, I think. Of our, of our portal recruiting history, that might be the biggest single visiting weekend in terms of pure talent that we've had on campus. Uh, and I don't quite like, possibly. And I don't think it's a mistake that they that he initially set it up to be like a skill player weekend. I don't think that was a mistake. He wants to show all those skill guys. No. Yeah, they can work together in the offense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. I think they all have. I think all their skill sets and what they bring, like, play into each other one hundred percent. I, you know, I, I, you know, somebody was uh, in the Discord earlier was showing like you've got Brooks and Bell and. uh, Lacey, you know, like all of those players, you look at their size, you look at their skill set, you look at their um, speed, size to combo, like all of it just like it looks like a major upgrade in in, in talent. Greatest show on um, 2.0. <laughs> absolutely. I think it's going to be a big – I think it's going to be a big thing. The um, kid, so the kid from Northern Illinois, it says that he is six foot two ninety five or six four two ninety five. So he's on the he's on the leaner side. Yeah, so he's definitely playing center. Yeah, um, it, you know, I, I I would I would I, I again I don't know a thing about the kid, um, but to me, if I'm looking and you're bringing in a kid like that you're saying that somebody like Madden Sanker's not ready or like, uh, is Austin Collins still on the team? Austin Collins is playing guard and this kid should, based on what I'm looking at, should have two more years to play. Yeah. So like you're looking at like 
you're not recruiting over Madden Sanker, but you're just saying he's not ready to take the position next year. You know, and maybe, maybe you're maybe you're, Madden's moving to guard. I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe, or maybe you move that kid to guard when Madden's ready next year. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a it's a big weekend for sure, man. I mean that 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 uh. That visitor list was really good, and the things that are being said, um, you got to feel really, really, really good about Lacey. And, uh, you know, Brooks Brooks would be a major add. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't undermine that enough. Like, I can't underscore that enough. That kid would be absolutely what we were missing opposite of thrash this year that's that like somebody like brooks is like what we're hoping bell becomes in a wow. sense and the two guys lacy and brooks their route running is going to be perfect it's insane the, the guy the guy that they work out with at atlanta all he does is teach route running and then <laughs> And then off of that, he teaches the catching part. But route running comes first. So I'm excited about that. I think we've got a, you know, we're going to replace some guys, the tight ends, obviously, we got this week is a huge upgrade. Huge, that, huge. That being said, guys, did you guys have anything else or you guys about ready to wrap it up? You know, honestly, I have, uh, <laughs> it's interesting because. The way basketball went the last few days or the last week or so, like I kind of checked out on the football news even. So a lot of this has been new to me. Um, so it's it, I'm glad that we actually touched on it because it actually helped me out a little bit tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, go ahead. Pat. No, I was just gonna say, you know, my my final thoughts. You know, big. Obviously, a big weekend for both sports, big few days for both sports. And, you know, I'm going to stick with the positive. I, I'm I'm pumped about this. I, I was kind of – and Kyle was probably with me. The first few few days of the portal, I was getting a little bit nervous because I wasn't hearing – You two were freaking out. I wasn't hearing <laughs> – I, was, I, I was only be acting nervous just to create suspense and conversation on the Discord. That, I always right. believed – no, I really was a little nervous first oh. week or so. You were nervous. I was nervous. No, I really was nervous. Uh, just because I felt like it started a little slow. I guess all the hype you hear about, you hear all this hype, and then all of a sudden, like the first like five days or so, it's like hardly anything. And then, all, but but I will say, and people probably didn't notice me say, it, I said I won't really hit the panic button until about. If we're in the middle of next week, which is now, I said that about a week ago. I said, if we're in the middle of next week and we're not hearing anything more than what we've heard this week, I will hit the panic button then. Obviously, we get to this point now. As soon as we land those two tight ends, I was I was like, yeah, yeah all right, it, it's legit. We're good. And then we also had Jolly as like a third option if, if one yeah. of those two guys didn't commit. And it was like, yeah, we're we're good, guys. Like he 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 gets it. Not that I didn't think he got it. I just didn't know if maybe these guys were being offered a, a whole lot more nil that we didn't have, or you know maybe they were like 
you got to think of it as a business. Maybe they're telling our staff they're yeah. really interested in their leveraging. So all those thoughts are going. It's never like, oh, Coach Braun doesn't know how to recruit. He proved himself last year, yeah. especially in the portal. I was just nervous that maybe some of these big fish we were told we were going to get in on were just telling us they were interested, so they'd go somewhere else and use us as leverage because we I just mean, weren't hearing a lot at first. But I don't have that. I don't have that yeah. fear anymore. We got the two tight I kept in. telling you to be patient. I told you I get it in the middle listen, of this week, and listen, I did. I also, I'm, hey Kyle, you Kyle, you just got to get old like me and Ash. Well, and then we'll get that spring wave too. We'll right get that spring wave awake, and we're two and a half hours in the pod. Well, so yeah, I feel about eighty. Well, and then like <laughs> I was told last night that we were closer to Cam Ward than you would ever think we were. That is correct. Yeah. We yeah. were closer <laughs> to getting the number one quarterback in the portal than you than anybody can even fathom. That that is. That is correct, and unfortunately, it's like I've never brought it up because it's a what if that's not going to matter now. But yeah, and like, nobody will believe it. So it's one of those things you hear. And even when I heard that same thing, Connor, I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. I I think giving him a deadline to lock in was was the first mistake. Yeah, I probably. I, I kind of get it because if you give him, if you don't give him a deadline, I get it too. I get it. Out, and then you miss out on everybody else. Miss out? No, you miss out on him. And then yeah, everybody else go. Yeah, you miss out on everybody else because you, you you miss him. And then you well, see and, he's and, visit and he, Miami now. You think we're going to compete with? I know. I, I know right. about what we were said to have offered him nil wise. It wasn't cheap at all, and I'm impressed if that amount is true. It, I'm not even going to repeat it. I'm just going to say oh, if yeah. the amount that I heard is true, I'm impressed. But Miami could still beat it because they're because they got it. Is, it is very now. close. Yeah, it's very close to what is comparable on the quarterback market. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was it was a substantial amount from what I heard. But again, we did we're probably not getting Cam Ward. Obviously, we haven't heard any word about him coming here to visit, and we've got a quarterback on the roster now. So I imagine that takes care of that. It's interesting though. It's one of those what if things that you hear about. Nobody will ever think it could could have possibly happened. So it's, yeah. it's, it's you, you know if you bring it up, everybody's gonna say ah, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> right. What's gonna happen? But uh, but yeah, no. Good. I mean, the 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 portal season has definitely been successful so far. Even though my original hesitancy after the first couple of days, and I think you'll see if we're successful with who I think we're gonna get this weekend. I think the shift after this weekend will move to the defensive side of the ball and particularly the, the secondary and maybe some, some linebackers. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think, I think the strategy has been absolutely on point so far um, with how Jeff has attacked this thing. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it, I, I was with Ash, you know, um, in the sense that it was just the first week, you know, you got to we got to give this some time and we're starting to see it now. Um, you you it, recruiting is one of those things where if you start picking up steam, you can start parlaying that into more wins and more recruits, you know, and, you know, as we've seen in other sports, too, I mean, not to uh get off topic, but like Kentucky, for example, in basketball, you know, 
good players like to play with good players. And, uh, you know, if they think you're going to win at a high level, it's only going to help them and their, and their possible draft experience, you know, and, and, uh, draft, uh, draft stock. So, um, you know, I think it, we start getting some of these wins lined up. You get a player like Brooks, you get a player like, um, Lacey, Lacey. Lucas. Uh, possibly Lucas, and uh, you get them lined up. You've got targets. You've, you're saying we've got people on the board that are going to score points. Um, you've got a quarterback that has a lot of ability if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, and you, you look at what we're returning on defense now. Things are shaping up pretty damn well. So Man, I, I, would, I, know, I know it's not going to happen, but the running back that was on campus today, if we got him too, good God. Would have been nice. August 31st could not come soon enough. Closing yeah. time. It's time to day. like and subscribe Speaking to the last third call. band. Man, it's, it's only 10.30. I don't know what you're complaining about. I it's 10.30. You guys, I don't know what you guys are complaining about. We probably need to exit <laughs> before people's ears start to bleed. Let's let's go ahead and get, give our final thoughts on the night because we've been going for two and a half hours now. So. Yeah, I'm sure people pause. are tired of seeing our faces. But, Pat, what's Big your final pause. thoughts of the night? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought what I was saying last time were my final thoughts. But um, I guess I'll follow up with, uh, yeah, you know, portal recruiting's going hard. Love it. Um, I think we'll have a, a, a pretty set offensive side of the ball after this weekend. Ross? Oh no, you go last. I'm sorry, I forgot. My bad. <laughs> no, Connor, I'll take another seven first. minutes like you did last night. Connor, what's your final thought? <clears throat> this weekend could be really fun, and the future of Louisville athletics as a whole could be really fun. Absolutely. After, after this weekend, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you think? What's your final thoughts tonight? I really hope I can get a lot of work done tomorrow at the office. <laughs> Good luck. It, it, uh, <laughs> today was today was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and getting them out of the information and back channeled stuff, it was it was tough. And as soon as I started to lock in, I'd get something else, and and just completely. I mean, I don't know. I was a nervous wreck today, but that's part of my personality, and like I'm very impatient. So when things start happening, I'm like, okay, they're happening. When's it done? And that's how my brain works, but it does take time. And I think, you know, tomorrow we're going to get some clarification, I hope, on a lot of things with basketball and uh, in football. I'm pumped about that. I'm kind of more casual about just watching how that plays out because I just think we have so many good things going there. Uh, like I said, if, you, if you're new to the channel, you like what you hear, please like and subscribe. We are on every Wednesday, usually at, at nine o'clock, but like, Days like today, when a game happens on Wednesday, we change it up. So, thank yeah. you all for listening tonight. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. My final thoughts is just to kind of give some credit to what Desmond was speaking on. Um, and Pat, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about here. Like Ron Washington was an extremely successful manager for the Texas Rangers. Took them to back to back World Series and then was fired after the 2014 season. 
It's taken him 10 years to get another job. Baseball recycles managers like crazy all the time. Like they're like, I mean, like I, I just, I can't see any reason why it should have taken Ron Washington, a guy who took the Texas Rangers to back to back world series, 10 years to get a second job. So I do have to give somebody like, you know, Desmond, when he voices his concerns about, you know, when will another opportunity arise and that kind of thing, like he's right. Like, and those kind of, those thoughts should not be taken lightly. So I know we're all Cardination. We just want the best for U of L. So let's, let's, let's try to help those that are hurting and let's try to move on from here and, realize that we're all we all want the same things in the end so yeah well said. i'm gonna say go well cards said. sorry pat i well said, well said man well said yeah and, Ross, and, and I'll let you finish it up it's time for I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off that honestly um you know there has been over the past seven years there's been a lot of split and there's been a lot of divide and um ultimately you know when you're looking at uh what your enemy wants is that they want you to be divided because you know the the kentucky state slogan is united we stand divided we fall and um you know if we were all united together in a front we're much more stronger and we're much more likely to have winning results than we are separated um that being said, uh, my point is that we don't need to do any finger pointing going forward. Who was right? Who was wrong? That it, it doesn't matter at this point. It, it, it's not. It's not relevant. What's going to happen is going to happen at this point, and it's it's going to happen because those results uh, provided consequences and repercussions. Okay, so. Um, what is important is that we come together and if that, if the move that we anticipate does happen, it means that we've had some major donors and boosters come forward and fork up a lot of money. Okay. And it's not just because it's self-serving and uh, they, they're wanting what they're wanting. It's because that it's like what me and Pat were saying earlier, like this ties into the economic success of Louisville Louisville is the tax hub of all of the state of Kentucky. When Louisville does well, the city of Louisville does well, the state of Kentucky does well. Okay. So um, there's a lot riding on this. So my point is, is that if this move is made and Kenny is, is removed as coach, we do have a responsibility as fans to get in there and go spend money go out and support this team, uh, you know, go out there and and show your support because that is your job. And I, I, and I realize that not everybody is able to do that, but if you can, you need to go out there and do it. You need to go out there like we've done in the past when there's been coaching changes. You need to go out there and show the players the support that you understand that it's, it's not about them. You're not shitting on players. You just, you wanted a change and you wanted your voice to be heard. And it was heard. 
And if it is heard and that, and that, and that, that, that change happens, then you need to go out there and do your, your, do your responsibility, get out there, go to games, spend money, go support the university of Louisville, go support your city, do everything that you can. So, um, I, I, I will put everybody up, uh, to that challenge going forward. If this move is made, you need to get out there. I will be out there. My family will be out there. Okay. And I, and there's some things that could be said on the flip side of that, but we're not going to get into that. This final closing arguments. So, um, you know, if, it, if the move is made, get out there and go show these guys the support that they deserve. Um, it's not all their fault. And uh, let's, you know, let's let's do our part, do our part. So that's all I got. Awesome. All right. Well, go cards. Go cards. Go cards. Go cards. Go Kroger and baby.